Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? You think you merely stopped a business deal? That is not the case. The Arabs have taken billions of dollars out of this country, and now they must put it back. It is ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multidollars, Reichmarks, rims, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beale? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying times here. Woo! way to do it yeah that's i mean it's a roundabout number anymore if we say 190 it could be 188 it could be 194 <laughs> all we know we don't as know. i as i explained to somebody the other day 
Uh, or today, actually, somebody was asking me, hey, are you having uh, Rich from Horror Realm on the show? I was like, we're going to try. I was like, but we'll probably do it in like the next yeah, we're gonna week wait till- or yeah, next week or two, he's like, oh, I'm having him on the same week as Horror Realm. I was like, I'm guessing you actually post your podcast. Good call. We should get him on soon. Because <laughs> he was asking, he's like, is that okay with you? And he's like, dude, we could record with Rich this week, and there's a chance it might not be out on the Horror Realm week. <laughs> but anyway, Tim is here, obviously, and our good buddy, that hasn't been on the fucking show for a while. Yeah. Ben Grimm himself is here. Steve Benningfield, how are you doing, sir? Hey, uh, I was a little sleepy earlier, but I'm doing all right now. Well, according to the movie you picked. <laughs> <laughs> Steve hates it's, us now. <laughs> Kyle, is it, Kyle, is it as bad as the one that was putting you to sleep with Leo uh, Leonardo DiCaprio yesterday? We'll talk oh. about that later. Dana got so mad at me. I was watching something with a lot of nudity in it, and she's like freaking out. She got, what is this? There's one movie called, uh, Were, W-E-R, and we, she got so mad, I thought we were going to have a divorce over it. It was just like, <laughs> and it was, and there wasn't nudie in that. It was just, you know, I don't know what her issues were, there, but anyway. <laughs> well, she says it was stupid, but, uh. Wait, she got mad, she got mad at that movie, but not, and I just dismember. Yeah, she was in here watching that, and I didn't hear any complaints on that one, so. Man, what shit? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is wrong? Well, what have you been doing, Steve? What you been watching, sir? Uh, let's see. About, found a new website that I can download movies from. Oh, and really? Then, yeah, it's called rarelust.com. Is this a Cinemageddon-type site that I'll get kicked off in two days? No, because it's a, da- a direct download, so you just download files. Rarelust.com. Rarelust. I know it sounds like a porn site, but it's not. But It sounds uh, like it would send you in that direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've been downloading a lot of weird Jallo movies. and. Uh, Ooh, here want- you go, Tim, on the homepage. Movie House Massacre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, they have a ton of different uh, of uh, categories and stuff. But, uh, now, I was going to say, because I know Kyle and I were given a site by a fan of our podcast a while back. Mm-hmm. It worked really and, good for a while. but Yeah, it worked good for a while. I watched a couple of things on it, but then I like I forgot about it for a couple of months, and I went back to it. And I was telling Kyle about it. like oh, I couldn't mangler. get through five seconds of just pop-up ads and just random Stuff that I was kind of like, yeah, my computer's gonna die if I stay on this site. Jim, this is this might. Steve found something pretty cool, man. Like here's here's a bunch of shit on just the first page of the horror section. Okay. Movie House Massacre, uh, Bram Stoker's Count Dracula, Killer Eye. Yes. Uh, Count Yorga Vampire Slayer, The Fucking Mangler, The Awful cool. Doctor Orlov, Savage Weekend, and the Just watch that. Yeah, dude, this is. Good, good job, Steve. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just happened. Somebody on Facebook mentioned it. Uh, download a Jallo. Well, it's actually I downloaded several Jallos, but uh, the the one uh, I watched was really a police kind of crime movie. It was called The Night Caller, and basically uh, these people, uh, this a guy was calling these ladies, and I guess he did, he, he considered them un you know kind of trashy, and so he ended up killing them after he called them. And then this police guy's chasing him, and it's kind of like a 
it was made in 1975, and it's got like elements of like French Connection. They have this big car chase, and then they, he runs on on top of the like buildings and stuff, and falling down and sliding down buildings and stuff. It's pretty interesting, but then it also has some really long, boring parts. But uh, that was decent, and I got that. Uh, like I said, I got that off there, and it was HD, so it took about yeah. You, you have to download files. Most movies are like two to three files, and then you can't download uh, them one after the other. You, you have to wait like an hour or two in between. Hmm. And so it took a good while. It was like six gigs, so it took about like a day. Six of, gigs, jeez, that's huge. Yeah. So that was it, it. Was a really good looking film. Um, I found another uh, one on there, Tim, on the second page. Milfs versus zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to watch that. Some of that like, <laughs> yeah, that one I actually knew. I knew about that movie. But yeah, there's tons of them on there. At, uh, like I said, I'm getting a bunch of jallos because they'll have like stuff in HD or at least DVD quality that I haven't seen anywhere else. It's just been VHS quality, so. Yeah, uh, and it even sounds like a couple of the titles that Kyle has said I know Despa. The, that are not so much in public domain but are like just been out there so long that I don't think anybody realizes who someone, actually owns yeah, the rights. Someone uh, alert out of print Dan to this. <laughs> Man, but, you got some good shit on here, Steve. I know. It's, it's crazy because uh, I'll be at work and I'll look around and I'll f- find a bunch of stuff and – it's hope, uh something they, new. Hope they got the Slayer on here. Well, you can do a search up in the upper right corner. I have a copy of the Slayer. Well, keep that handy for next week, sir. <laughs> okay, Jesus, you're gonna make me dig that out. I uh, well, I, I do can't make you dig it out. It might. Yeah, they got it too. Uh, it I, might, I'm, uh, upset that load-bearing beam of <laughs> you have on your house. Might, well, I'm going to be moving some of that because I got to look up, look uh, to get a few movies out for Horror Realm. Uh, I've been asked to fill in some spaces. You got to uh, see what kind of DVDs have grown underneath your computer. <laughs> yes, I got to go see. I already have an idea of what I want to. Uh, a couple ooh, of spots. Right so. under the Slayer. Hawk Jeez. the Slayer. Hawk yeah, the Slayer. I love Hawk the Slayer. That's fucking awesome. I, Hawk uh, the Slayer's good, but it's no your hunter from the future. No. no uh, that Cinemageddon hat, I'm on there. I've been, I've been lucky enough to keep my ratio up. Uh, <laughs> your the Hunter from the Future was a six hour miniseries or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I got it now, but it's just, you know, with subtitles, but still. Oh, yeah. I wonder how crappy that's going to be for six hours. They probably, yeah, they probably edited down all the good shit to like an hour and 45 or something. Yeah, I'm probably sure. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's a Jallo. Um, what else did I watch? Watched a really bad fake documentary, uh, what was that called, Dana? Crow's Nest or something? That, that fake found footage thing we watched? I don't know. It was Crow's Yeah. Hi, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> house, house says hi. It's so Tim. Uh, it was called Crow's Nest. It was they were going to. No, it was the Blackwater Vampire. That yeah, that was. I mean, that really. Just, I I thought I had not uh hadn't seen it, but then I found out I did, and I was like, crap! I gotta watch this crap again. And these people go out there try. 
People were uh, apparently Get Dana were, on the show, goddamn it! <laughs> okay, Dana, come on over here. Get on the show, Dana. Come over here, Dana. I got a question for Dana. Actually, we know we know who the brains behind the operation is. Yeah, we got. I got a question for Dana. <laughs> he has a question for you. Come on, Dana. I seriously, do I do honestly? Okay, well she's it's evil. It's so an she's... Evil Dead question. Okay, evil well she'll dead. answer it. She is Evil Dead, girl. Come on. Come on. <laughs> she says she's not prepared for some reason. I don't know what the heck oh, that means. Okay. Damn, you're no fun. <laughs> I know. She says she'll answer it through me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the interpreter. Right. We, yeah. Maybe y'all need to get a divorce. She won't come on our show, Steve. <laughs> yeah. That's ground for termination of yeah. the marriage. I found, ask her if she's ever, well, I didn't find it. Ask her if she's ever heard of a movie called Wither. It's supposedly oh. the Swedish Evil Dead. Yeah, I think we've watched that. We've seen Wither, haven't we, Dana? The Swedish Evil Dead movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we watched it. She she didn't, didn't like, like it. it. Nah. Oh, that might get done next week, honestly, though. <laughs> <laughs> I got my list about five movies I want to do. But anyway, go ahead, Steve. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. So, Blackwater Vampire. It was like I say, it wasn't uh, very good. So I'd skip that. I like the. I, I mean, I watch a lot of these fake documentaries. Yeah, um, they're good. Don't some of them. Um, watched the. We went out and got some Chinese today, and so when I get that, I gotta watch some type of Asian movie. So I watched. Uh, it's. <laughs> Uh, best of the best. It's not the uh, t- uh, Eric Roberts one. It's a it's a Hong Kong kind of police action movie, and it was the first of it's really funny because like this, he's kind of this fat cop, and he's got two kids, and they go to the theater and they want to buy tickets and they say it's sold out. So there's a scalper at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he and he he wants to buy tickets to the afternoon show and the and the guy goes I only got seven o'clock show so he the guy the cop reaches in his pocket and pulls some out for the afternoon show and he goes well here and uh, so the guy after they get out of the uh, of the movie that that uh, scalper guy kind of starts a fight with the cop and stuff and they end up in the streets and uh, the the cop picks up like a uh what is it not a uh propane tank looking thing and swings it at the uh scalper but anyway he ends up hitting his kid in the head and killing him <laughs> sweet <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a freddy got fingered situation here <laughs> just a so, little bit so anyway you flash forward uh, he's got another son who becomes like a cop too and the old fat guy, they call him Fat Ball or something. Fat Ball. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he runs a nightclub or something. And anyway, his, his uh, son's a, like a, like a SWAT team member and he gets involved with this big crime boss's daughter. And like, it's, you know, they don't, of course the crime boss doesn't want his daughter going out with a cop and beats the old man up and then then he beats their you know it's just a big it leads up to a big fight at like a uh like a temple or something everybody's doing incense and praying this sounds like, like a, a lot like fucking raw force yeah <laughs> well there's no cannibal uh yeah you know, it's like we got cops but then cannibals and kung fu and zombies and everything yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I can think of at the moment I've watched. I watched uh, a lot of other stuff, but nothing, uh, nothing, nothing movie-wise. Holy shit, Tim! Do you realize that Nemesis went up to part four? Yes, I've heard there was other sequels, but I never could find them. Oh, dude, you gotta watch like uh, uh, two, three, and four feature a female bodybuilder, Sue Price. Sue Price, yeah. And like part. It, Part four, she's like new. There's new bodybuilder chicks the entire movie. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go, Tim. Flesh Gordon meets the cosmic cheerleaders. Uh oh. Don't. Yeah, I'm I'm going through some of these now. Like I see Mirror Mirror and Mirror Mirror Two, which I remember. Yes. But there's a f- <laughs> Nemesis Two, the Platinum Cult Edition. Oh, like deadly. <laughs> Deadly Eyes. There's a few movies on here, though. There's a lot, they, man. They gotta watch, because they, they could get, this website could get killed. There's that fucking weird one, Evils of the Night, I've always seen. That Evils? fucking poster. Oh, has, yeah. Has, like, a chick getting, it's the weirdest poster. Look it up, people. I've always wanted to buy it. Uh, I think Blurry Man has it. It's got a chick bent you know over what? with, like, the biggest nipples getting you know pulled under the ground by zombie hands, and then for no reason, the Millennium Falcon is at the top. You ever seen that movie? <laughs> no, uh-uh, it's got to be terrible, but it could be yeah, It's awesome. pretty bad. It's got Amber Lynn's in it, but she doesn't get naked. She's like a new, I don't know, I think she's like a, nude, a news broadcaster or something weird. Why are it porno stars always doing that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's a weird movie. But yeah, it's low budget as hell, but yeah, no. I, I don't know if I could say, I can't think, I can't really t- remember if it was that good or not, but the Millennium Falcon actually make an appearance in that movie? <laughs> oh, no. Yes, that's right. I remember that now. For no reason. It's just on the poster. Oh, gosh. Tim, what you watch, sir? Oh, man, dude. I've watched a lot of things. Uh, first off, I, I figured we'd start with the documentaries I've been checking out lately. I've actually watched a few of them. i got a couple more lined up, like, on my TV that I'm going to watch yet. Uh have you? I, I know Hoshelder. I think talked about this, Kyle and uh, Steve. I don't know if you're a big James Bond fan, but uh, yeah. have you seen the documentary "Everything or Nothing: The Untold Story of Double O Seven? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's on, uh, I, Netflix. Yeah, I finally caught it, and that was just really cool. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Excuse me, another one, Red Army. I know you're not a big hockey fan, Kyle. No. I don't know about you, Steve, but Red uh, Army. I like documentaries on hockey. Yeah, if you're ever interested, like, how it was for Russians trying to break into the NHL, this is a perfect movie this, to this check the out. the one that takes the Russian side of the Miracle on Ice? No, that's 30 for 30's episode of it. Okay. This is basically... the. Because Sergei uh, Sergei Vitisov is the main subject of that thirty for thirty. Well, everything that wasn't shown in the thirty for thirty special is shown in this. This is basically more of him for like ten years trying to get out of Russia. Like every time they would win a medal, it'd be like, okay, you can if you win this gold medal, you can go to the NHL. And he would go and train for 11 months out of the year, and he'd be with all of his teammates. They'd win, and basically, like, uh, whoever was, like, second in charge of Russia in general would just be like, nah, you can't. You're screwed. You're staying here. They wouldn't let him defect? Yeah, like, up until his mid-30s, 
He, it's really, he was one of the first people you got to hear stories about, like how the NHL, like, would hide hockey players. Mm -hmm. And this goes really into that kind of stuff and how, like, he stopped talking to some of his teammates that he considered brothers for many years and stuff like that. It's just, it's really good if you've ever been into, you know, wonder about that stuff. It's a good introduction into that kind of stuff. Oh, I found another Mad Max ripoff, Tim. <laughs> nice. Empire of Ash. I'm looking at your croaked poster. What the beautiful. fuck is that? Steve, have you seen that? <laughs> no. It's, it's, fuck, let me pull it back up. It's crazy. Oh, man, it's that's called, hilarious. It's called Decoder. And the picture has just a giant frog with a cassette tape behind it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's man. about evil Muzak. It says Muzak is more than music. Oh, my God. That looks in- uh, that's number one on my list. I'm getting that tonight. <laughs> nice. Man, Steve, you opened a fucking Pandora's box. I know, it's over. Oh, <laughs> that podcast is just gonna be what retarded movies can we Oh, finish? there it is, your Hunter from the Future. Yeah, hey, but anyhow, uh, like Red Army, if you're ever interested in hockey and stuff like that, like the politics of it, it's really, really good. Check it out. It's worth, uh, wasting uh, almost two hours. It's worth wasting two hours on. Very cool stuff. I loved it. Uh, I also watched that uh, Ziggy Stardust concert. Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars. Apparently, it's like the only HD footage of any David Bowie concert. That was which... my first exposure to David Bowie when I was like seven. Yeah. Watching that and just be like, because I remember staying up. Oh, the Disney Channel was on free preview. And they were playing that at like 10 at night. And we were staying up because Alice in Wonderland, or no, Tron was on after. And I wanted to see Tron. I, I, I was fucking watching that, and I was like, this is weird. I don't know about this stuff. Because I'm like seven. It's fucking cool. But, oh. yeah, I've watched that. Uh, also, I just watched today another hockey movie. Kyle, you might be interested in this. It's called The Last Gladiators. Uh, just, it is about, it basically centers around... Uh, this goon, but he wasn't really a goon. It was just a guy that loved playing hockey, but that was his, that was his thing. He was told to go out there and fight people. And his name is Chris Nyland. And he, I remember this dude just being one pure badass. And they had some other guys in there that were considered goons. And it's just basically the story of, he was a Boston kid that got drafted by Montreal and like, uh, in the extras, they even talk about it, like his family would get beer poured on him anytime they would come to Boston. Like Boston fans hated him because he was playing for the enemy, which was considered Montreal Canadiens, yeah. and which is a big rival in hockey. I did see that the uh, Flyers beat the Penguins, Tim. Oh, they beat the shit out of Penguins <laughs> during the 70s and 80s. No, That's I why. Mean, like this week. Oh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. No, Penguins beat them 4-3, man. Yeah, that was awesome. That's why I was like, suck it hard. (laughs) Fucking hate them. If there's any team I feel that should just die and fall off the face of the earth, it is the Flyers. It just, and I'm so glad Bobby Clark is still alive because as long as he's still alive, they will never win a championship because he could go suck a dick. Uh, but, (laughs) 
With Mothra. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you know how much I hate Mothra? I hate the Flyers that much. <laughs> I found another monkey movie, Tim. Primal what is it? Rage. What is it? Primal Rage. I got news for you. I have a copy in my uh, pile right oh, next to me. This right might now. actually be a fucking weird monkey movie. Well, that movie, that's an Italian movie. Oh. And, and uh, basically, it's uh, like uh, there these this somebody gets bitten by one of these animals at a college, and they start yeah. getting some kind of you know they start getting animalistic, and then they infect he this one dude infects another one. Yeah, I think it was made in Florida or something. It was a weird one. Yeah, there's a weird story behind it, but yeah, it, it, it's a great compliment to Shockma and Kill What is it? Uh, Night in Kilimanjaro or whatever. Oh, that was the best. Get lit. Yeah, it, that, it, it, yeah. Great compliment to those. But anyhow, if you're ever interested in watching just hockey people beat the bejesus out of people. Uh, Last Gladiator's great documentary. I still got to watch the, the rest of the extras on her, but I know about some of them. It's been out for a couple years. I was just glad I found it real cheap on Amazon. But anyhow, now let's get into the stuff I've been watching. Uh, did I mention Goodnight Mommy on the last one? Yeah, it's, you said it sucked. Yeah. That, oh. I, I watched it. I mean, I don't know. It just seemed like a, the ending and everything is like, what the, why, why bother? I mean, I, it just seems like it. You know, I don't know. I've seen that ending. While, but... Yeah, that ending was coming. Like, you've seen it coming immediately. It, it just, I I was hearing good things about that movie, and I'm, I was going to go. It played at a theater or two here in Pittsburgh. I'm glad I held off on it. Mm. I would have been pissed. Well, that's pretty much exactly what you said. <laughs> yeah, that movie is just terrible. But anyhow, uh, the other movies, I found Parasite up on that site now. From <laughs> I'm looking through uh, the sex education part right now. I was now. looking for Shadow and Kilimanjaro and no, no dice. Damn. Uh, uh, you were mentioning Savage Weekend, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I watched that and. <laughs> Not very good. It's okay. Uh, you do have William Sanderson from the New Heart show in this. Yeah. Basically, they point him out as, like, he is the killer, even though he's not from the beginning. But basically, he's watching everybody <laughs> have sex the whole time. Here's one for you. It's under the sex education. The clitoris, colon, and where to find it. <laughs> oh, when you say colon and clitoris together. Oh, I'm, no. I'm like, which one? <laughs> there's, one, there's another one just called butt stuff. Steve <laughs> found the greatest fucking website. Oh my god, I'm getting lightheaded with butt stuff. <laughs> oh, this is jacked up, Kyle. Ooh. Some somebody put Incest Death Squad up on there. Uh-oh. They just didn't put the cover. Somebody put up their own signed copy of it on this website. <laughs> I found speak, speaking of documentaries, I found one. On here called From Romero to Rome, The Rise and Fall of the Italian Zombie Movie. Yes, that's not bad. I've seen that huh. one. Cool. But anyhow, uh, where was I? Oh, uh, Savage Weekend. Yeah, it, it it is actually interesting because it is a movie that got picked up by Canon Films mm-hmm. when they were getting started and got released. Even though it was done like three years 
like it got released three years after it was made. Really weird story behind it, but if you want to watch a bad slasher film, there you go. But uh, also a weird film I had that I picked up from reading Mike Watt's book, Dust Up. And Kyle, I read about that, yeah, in his book, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's a, if you're looking for a weird movie, and remember in the mid-90s when, like, the door opened for all these off-the-wall independent films? And oh, yeah, just, after Pulp Fiction, it just went fucking haywire. Yeah, this seems like it got lost in the shuffle and popped up in the past three years, is basically the best way to explain it. Because it, it's good. I enjoyed it. It's just all about a one-eyed plumber, handyman, trying <laughs> trying, trying to help a young lady and her baby. <laughs> the story of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. <laughs> that would have made it even better. Did that fucking promo that Rick found where he was the plumber? Yes. I mean, if you are if you like weirdness, Dust Up is definitely very cool. To yeah, I got that one. I haven't watched it though. I it's Steve. It's worth it. I really liked it. It's not a horror film at all. Poster look, I, look cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it is just. It's weird. It just. It, it's funny. It just. It, 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 like I was summing it up. It just. There's shootings. There's drug labs blowing up. Weird Indian dances for no apparent reason. <laughs> a drug lord convinces partygoers to become cannibals. It's just because the end of the world is going to happen, even though it's not. It, it's just crazy shit going on. It just it, It's just a fun movie. Uh, another movie I watched, Collective Volume 7. It's uh, independent where they do the short, uh, ten short films on one subject. This is the seventh in the series. Been going on now for quite a few years. Enjoy it. It's from like, jabpictures.com. Really cool stuff if you like independent movies. Uh, another movie that I had for a while and haven't watched was Believers. Not The Believers with Martin Sheen. This is just called Believers, and this is from one of the guys that did the Blair Witch Project. And basically, the point of the movie is two paramedics get mixed up with some cult, and they were just responding to a little girl saying her mom was like dying, and... The, this cult group is called the Quanta Group, and this group consists of scientists, mathematicians, and all these other people like that are into numbers, and basically they're planning their mass suicide in the next 12 hours because they believe they're going to be transferred to the other side of the universe to restart humanity. Is this the t-shirt Joe fucking cult he was talking, to, talking about last <laughs> couple weeks ago? I don't believe so, but they it all could... had to have Nikes. <laughs> no, 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 they didn't have to have Nikes. No, they, were they just to like the tail of the comet. No, it is, it's it, it's kind of like it, it feels like a heaven gate, heaven's gate, and all that stuff. But they totally believe in this. They they have figured out when the world's going to end, and of course, it has this ending where you're kind of like, okay. Did it actually happen? Did they make it to the other side kind of thing? You know, it, it's one of those things. It left a few questions, and it was kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's worth watching, but I was kind of, like, pissed off because I thought there should have been more to the movie. Uh, another independent film that I watched, it's an Australian film. Uh, it's called Defenseless, A Blood Sym- uh, Symphony, and the whole movie is done without dialogue, but uh, it's just... 
with music and whatever's going on. Now and that's a foreign film I can get behind. <laughs> yeah, the the whole point of the movie is some woman is raped and abused and left out in the sea, and then she comes back out of the sea, and you're not totally sure if she's a zombie or what's exactly going on, but basically she gets screwed over because she's like this real estate agent and doesn't sign off on this deal of building stuff on this beach and her partners basically just fuck her up and then all of a sudden it turns into I spit on your grave. Oh my gosh. Kind of movie, so. Are you aware that there is a 1991 action movie featuring Dolph Lundgren and Chappie Sinclair himself, Louis Gossett Jr., called Cover Up, directed by Manny Cotto of Dr. Giggles fame? <laughs> 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 I am now. That's fucking. Glo- that's John Cross is getting that one. That's a John Cross. <laughs> movie. If I have ever heard one in my life. Uh, some of the other movies. This is going to be me interrupting, freaking out about movies. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, I kind of figured that at this point. Uh, another, another weird movie I watched called Garm Wars: The Last Druid it has Lance Henriksen in it. Have you ever even heard of this? No. no, this sounds like something Lance Hendrickson did for a couple bucks. It seems like that, and it got the dude Kevin Durant from The Strain, the guy who plays oh, the Oh, that guy's great. Yeah, he's in this too, and it's just this weird live-action animation film that I'm sure some cosplay people or somebody knows about this movie. Uh, also, what, of course, watched it in Night of Dismember. Uh, what's the movie called Monsters? Have you seen this, Kyle? Uh, is this the one where, you know, there are no monsters in it? No, there's monsters in this. Kinda, sort This is the one where it's like, hey, uh, aliens have landed, but we quarantined them in Mexico, so don't go down there, but the people go down there, and... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's okay. it's I enjoyed it. I, like you said, it, it is okay. It I, was a lot of hype it, when it came out, and it didn't... See, I won't remember any hype to this at all. I remember that Monsters Dark Continent, which I still haven't seen yet. Don't bother. But this one, I don't remember any hype to. So, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I watched that. Um, I finally watched Avengers: Age of Ultron. I watched that too this week. I kind of, yeah. I'm kind of coming around on that one. Didn't like it at first. I liked it, but I still like the I still like the Iron Man movies. I like the oh, yeah. first Avengers movie. I thought was better, but it was still fun. It was still fun to watch. And then also, uh, just watched a screener that I got called from Parts Unknown. It's about mankind. uh, (laughs) No, this is uh, a new, this is a screener sent by Camp Motion Pictures. I've gotten a few screeners in the past like two days now that I gotta watch. And, uh, from Parts Unknown, Camp Motion Pictures just picked this up. And it's a big, I think it's Australian and it's a mashup of uh, a girl wrestler, zombies, and just an evil video game uh, company that's trying to take over the world with nanobots, and it's just... This is fucking madness. <laughs> yeah, the best way to describe is, like, uh, Bad Taste Had a Baby <laughs> is the best way to describe this movie. 
Like, like literally, if it was possible, the movie Bad Taste had a baby somehow. And you have from Parts Unknown. It's just off the wall. Just everything. It is literally a huge mashup of everything you can think of shoved into the movie. But it, it, it was interesting. I enjoyed watching it. Because I got another movie called Upside Down Cross I got to check out. And uh, Samurai Cop 2 has been sent to me also. Oh! I, I've never seen... The original Samurai Cop, but I know, like, don't watch it by my... That's one of the ones, like, watch that with a group with beer. Well, you know what? That one, I've never watched normally. I've always watched that one with the Joe Bob Briggs commentary. See, that I could do. I could do that easily. Yeah, I I've never, never that, watched... That one with uh, riff tracks as well is pretty funny. Yeah. But that's what I've watched. Well... I watched some stuff. The first movie, uh, being Unfriended. <laughs> someone, I don't, it might have been you, Steve. I, I don't know, maybe. Did someone, you want to unfriend somebody after know. watching yeah. it? <laughs> someone came on the show and said that they, they kind of liked this movie. Me. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> Dude, this is like. Oh, man, that movie was horrible, Steve. <laughs> the best part of the movie is that the very beginning, that chick was going to show her boobs, show and then they stopped, and I was like, shit. Oh, man, and, if you want to watch a Facebook screen, like, I, I appreciate what they, you know, good job for trying. It's just not, no thank you. <laughs> I don't even think I made it to the end. I mean, it, it, it basically is, it, it 100% is just a computer screen, and, yeah, you know, I kind of require a little bit more in my movies than that. You know, that's an okay idea, but you got to have more. I like you that fat, obnoxious kid guy. I kept stuck... thinking those people would never be friends with that dude. No, ever. no. Not and it stuck his fucking hand or something in a blender or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think oh, I got to that. Kyle, point. popcorn's on here. Awesome. Ooh, Equalizer two thousand. Yes, I downloaded that. The I'll final fare. war is over. The battle's just begun. And it's got a hulking, <laughs> gigantic, muscle-bound blonde dude with a a gun that seems to have seven different guns <laughs> strapped together. <laughs> Holy shit balls! That's a poster if I've ever seen one. He is a yeah, I, I, I had a VHS rip of that, and then and they look like they have a DVD of it, so I got that. Wow, that, I cannot wait. Show's over. I'm just gonna fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out, guys. You, you keep on going. Oh, yeah. I watched Unfriended. Uh, no thanks. I'll never watch that again. Uh, but you know, it wasn't for me. That was for 14 year olds. I'm waiting for the Twitter horror movie. <laughs> well, you know what they're making movies on now? Prius backup cameras. <laughs> there's a there's a, no shit there's a movie filmed entirely on a car backup camera well what is it they i already had one or two people uh show me clips of not snapchat but uh they, trying to chat uh, that shit. no 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 there was a couple of horror movies that they filmed on one of those like uh social media sites but it only keeps the stuff up there for like a week Periscope. And then it disappeared. Yeah, yeah, Periscope. Yeah, yeah. There's been a couple done on that now. So yeah, but a Prius uh, backup camera. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. My haunted bumper. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. <laughs> oh, what else did I watch? Let me pull my list up here. Uh, I watched The Revenant again. Uh, oh God. Uh, Why? 
look, man, that's a movie much like Fight Club. You can watch that one time. Like, the first time you watch that, you're like, wow, this is fucking pretty good. And the second time you watch it, you will realize that it is nothing but Leonardo DiCaprio grunting the entire fucking movie. And and Tom Hardy kind of speaking broken hillbilly. But, you know, you got a, a British guy who can't really speak, who has, you know, mumble mouth problems to begin with, trying to do like an Appalachian accent. It just doesn't work. And that movie, I kind of kind of tricked myself. That's not a very good fucking movie. It's okay. It's, it's amazingly shot. But, you know, just Leonardo fucking grunting is not going to. What about the gear, uh, the bear rape? Oh, they were... bear. There's no bear rape, but that bear... I, heard, I heard people say it was a bear rape, and I was like, well, this looks like he's attacking him. Yeah. He <laughs> might get out of his back, but other than that. There's no bear wiener. Yeah. That'd be a bear humping, but. Yeah, there's the fuck up. It's pretty vicious. Yeah. But I don't think I'll ever go back to the Revenant. It's a long-ass movie. It's like 246 or something. Yeah, no shit's damn near. Yeah, it's fucking long. But, I've uh, made it to the to after he got uh, attacked by the bear. I was going to say raped by the bear, but. Uh, <laughs> raped by the bear. <laughs> I need to go back and watch the rest of it just to see, say I watched it. Like, did you go see? Did you go see Star Wars? I'm assuming you did. Everybody did. Yeah. That guy that plays General Hux is in it, and he's cool. I love that dude. He's like my new favorite actor. But yeah, nah, no, thank you on the Revenant yeah. again. Um, I watched. Uh, do 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 do. I watched. I watched the last Witch Hunter. Yeah. yeah how is that? Um, I don't know. Because it feels like like it's a Vin Diesel kind of meathead action movie with magic and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it seems like every person in that movie and everything is – it almost seems like they came out, uh, they showed you it, – it, it's how can I explain this? It's almost like watching – the Empire Strikes Back and not knowing that Star Wars existed. It's almost like this should be a sequel to a movie that doesn't exist because they're referencing all these people and all this stuff in the past and these things and everything is magic. And you're so it's it kind of like, am I supposed to know why all this stuff is happening? Because I don't get it. It just seems like a part two in a, in a trilogy that <laughs> they never filmed part one. It's <laughs> fucking weird. But... Uh, kind of getting over some Vin Diesel stupidness. Like, give me super meathead Vin Diesel. I don't need uh, <laughs> fucking Harry Potter Vin Diesel, because it's what it is. I watched Killer Party. Yeah, I watched that recently, Fuck too. Killer Party is the best movie ever, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking awesome. And I looked up Killer Party, because... Like, we have – that's that's one of those ones where, you know, we have the bootleg. We have the yeah. bootleg, and that's about as good as you're going to get. Yeah, it's the the Warner Brother archive, yeah. period. Well, I got a uh, 720p version of it. Somebody had, like, a had it, like, on a pay channel somewhere. Really? I mean, I wouldn't say it looks great or anything. It looks right. – you know, it looks pretty good. But – I, I looked up this director of Killer Party, William 
Frit. This guy's done a lot of crazy stuff, Tim. Are you aware of this? This guy. I heard he did, but I never paid it any attention, yeah, to be he's, honest. He's done some TV shows like, you know, War of the Worlds and Freddy's Dead and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about on, uh, our buddy's part, our buddy, this is why I watched it, our buddy Parker's podcast was talking about, uh, that movie Blue Monkey. Mm-hmm. And the same guy directed this, so I just went back and watched Killer Party again. Cause I know that's awesome and, and Blue Monkey's kinda hard to find. I know out of print Dan has it. And this guy, yeah, fucking Killer Party rules. It's the it, best. Oh, uh, watch that. Watched. Okay. There's a lot of stuff in this world, you know, movie wise that doesn't disgust me at all. But I watched this documentary called Trophy Kids on Netflix. Oh God. About parents that push their kids, like, way too fucking hard in sports, and, and it's just, you want to, they're bad, they're, they're horrible human beings, they're shit people to begin with, but mm-hmm. then, you know, what they do to their kids is just ten times worse, and I watched that, and that just disgusted me with the fucking human race, their human race, and it's just like, god damn it, you, this is what's wrong, can't fucking stop it, people, but then I found... You know, Netflix said I should watch this uh, the, this reality series on the Esquire Network that they have on Netflix called uh, Friday Night Tykes. Oh God! <laughs> and I got into it. I watched it like I watched the whole season in one night last night, and it's all about you know how jo- Joe's been on here before talking about like Friday night in Texas. Everyone is it's football time. Oh yeah, and, yeah, and mm. it's. It's like this, they follow about six teams around of, they're not the youngest, uh, you know, they're not flag football yet, but they're like the group above flag football, so it's actual tackle, and the, out of the way, there was one team that got banned for, like, recruiting, (laughs) these little fucking kids, uh, they go and, and have film, and it is just out of control, there's like team... One team is from the ghetto, and they don't give a shit. And they're they're like they're like the dirty Pittsburgh Steelers. And then there's one team that's all high class and and take care of their field and all this shit. And they're like the the Patriots. And I just got into it. It was pretty good. Um, kind of disgusted with myself that I did. But <laughs> anyway, you know, if you want to watch kids just wrecking each other, uh, you can watch Lord of the Flies and then watch <laughs> fucking Friday Night Tykes. But I, I I watched the Evil Dead remake again. <laughs> I still, Why? Uh, I still like it. I appreciate. It. I, I I won't say I like it. I do like it. I appreciate it in the fact that they used almost all practical effects. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the fact that that was a fucking horror movie that was out to scare you, which you do not get anymore. Doesn't happen anymore. Why is that? <laughs> Every horror movie that comes out is for, they're for like sixteen year old girls. That's what's going to movies. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, fuck that. That's what's wrong. Kids, yeah. get off my lawn, goddamn it! That's <laughs> all I got to say. And I'm pulling my pants above my above my belly button. <laughs> We're going to sing the song on Mr. Science Theater. Hike up your pants. Yeah. <laughs> I need to bust out some Mystery Science Theater. 
Oh, I was watching some. That was my last thing I watched. I watched uh, Time Chasers. Is that the one with Donald Pleasance? No, that's Puma Man. Wait, it's Time Chasers Brick. Brick Chetwell and... No, that's Space Mutiny. Beef Slabrock. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Time Chasers. That sounds Time like the one I should have seen. It's like a movie from like Wisconsin, like 91 or something. And, uh, this guy builds a, a time machine out of like a, one of those little small airplanes. What? And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like a, like a, like a one engine, uh, plane. Oh, and, like uh, an ultralight? Well, no, well, it's just like a regular, I can't, I don't even know what they're called, but they're just a regular private plane. And, uh, he, he sells it to this corporation and, mm-hmm. you know, they destroy the future, but it's real low budget. It's really funny. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, definitely want, you, you should check that one out. I need to, I just, Steve, I want to get your take on this. You're a big, huge Mr. Science Theater fan like me. Yeah. What does Steve make of the goddamn Kickstarter that they did? Well, I, mm. I, I contributed. Oh, you're a part of the problem. <laughs> God damn it! I'm getting four, 14 new episodes. How, okay, so. is it coming to you? Like how? Where are they going to go? Are they going to be there, DVDs? Are they going to be on a channel? Or I think that it's going to be something where you uh, like. Uh, it depends <laughs> on who, how much you contributed. I contributed just to get the digital downloads. Um, so, um, so that's what I'm going to get it off of. Well, I'm going to get it off of Rarelust. <laughs> <laughs> now, I didn't know if you were aware of this, but there is a uh, uh, there's something called Pluto TV, and uh, they have like channels on it. And one of them is like Shout Factory has its own channel, and they have like a Shout Factory Mystery Science Theater that 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 streams twenty four seven. All the, I mean, all the episodes that they own. I think I'm getting old because I don't understand how Roku and that TV type yeah. shit works, dude. I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah, it's on Roku. I have it on Fire TV. Fire TV, uh, it's got this program that I modified it with, and they got, there's somebody that's got like a, uh, uh, like a pirate station that shows every, th- every Mystery Science Theater episode. Awesome. I mean, even the, the, uh, not Rift Tracks, but the cinematic Titanic with Joel Hudson. Yeah. That's really cool stuff, so. But yeah. But, I, I, I really, I think it might be pretty good I, as far as the new Mystery Science Theater because they're going to have really, uh, they're pulling from Shout Factory, so they could be all kinds of crazy movies. But the new there. one has got a bunch of people on there that never had anything to do with the original. Yeah, sure. but their movie, they're they're basically the new geeks or portrayed as the new geeks. No, they're I the nerdist is what it is. Let's call it what it is. It's the nerdist. Because yeah, I've I, seen one or two people that are involved with it, and it's basically that's how they've made their living is being, like, just okay. being a part of just yeah. Patrick, that Pat, culture. Pat and Oswald's are going to be in it. Yeah. So, I mean, he gets, I don't he know. He gets a pass. I, like, I do like Pat and Oswald, but... Fucking six million dollars, Jesus Christ! And that's uh, well, they did have like add-on stuff. I bought some uh, some patches for like fifteen bucks, but I got like a T-shirt and some other crap that you know that was part of my package that I uh, uh, contributed. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of people that no gave a lot of money, shit. but but uh, I was I was just like, I'm gonna get the minimum I can get. All the episodes, and that's what I did. I wondered. If, I I, did, I didn't 
I've just wondered how they were going to like, you know, get it out there if it was going to be on like Comedy Central or well, what that's what they want to do. They think if uh they do this and it 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 shows that there's enough uh fan support, which obviously I mean, they got more than they asked for. I oh, would, no shit they did. So I would imagine that some channel would see that, the, hey, this is good shit. But I, I don't know if Comedy Central would ever do it again, but who knows? I bet they would. I yeah, mean, they're I, in with I, those Nerdist dudes. Big and time. I got to wonder if they do put it on, like, a cable channel or something. It, do they get, like you said, Steve, if they go through the Shout Factory catalog instead of trying to go find other movies... It just, you know, somebody's gonna be like, "Up, oh, can't use that movie." I yeah, yeah. You know. I didn't even think about that. I bet, yeah, they would just not worth the trouble. Sorry. Yeah, it, especially it, it, now. Yeah, yeah. And the bigger it, it is, the harder it's gonna find the, to get movies and the people okay let them making fun of it. Yeah, I still want to see Joe Bob just do the dollar download. There's nobody in this earth I'd love. I like to hear more on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a no-brainer. He can just record something, put it out there, and don't need any rights to do a a, a commentary for something and sell right. it. And you know, people would would pay it every I would time. Buy every single one of those. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be right with you. Oh gosh. So okay, we could either do "Can You Dig It" or I have recast. We got a new segment, Steve. It's oh where, boy, it's where Kyle. Recast movies. It's called, it's called Alternate Universe Kyle's, Mo- Kyle's Movies. I don't know. It doesn't have a name. It's just called Alternate Reality Casting, I guess. And this week, I have recast The Running Man. <laughs> so, let's, do you want to do that real quick? Because it's just... Okay, here. Fuck it. We're doing that. Kyle has recast The Running Man. And here we go. We're going to go We're gonna go with the, what they call them, the Slayers first. I guess. Like the fucking Jim Brown and those dudes. Yeah. They were called the, the Runners or the Slayers or something like Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. Fireball! Jim Brown, you know, in the original, the black guy. Uh, he, I have recast him. That's Ken Ferre now. Obviously. <laughs> Buzzsaw will be played by Lyle Alzado. And Sub-Zero will be played by Bolo Yen. Young. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, uh oh, so we better call Lewis. Just find five 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 on here. Oh, uh oh no. Oh fuck. Shh. It's about to get real now. Um. Uh. The you, okay. The TV pirates that Schwarzenegger runs into in the in the zone, the runner zone. Yeah. Uh, was originally what was it? Mick Fleetwood and Dweezil Zappa or some weird shit like that. <laughs> now it is played by Tom Petty and Mojo Nixon. <laughs> Tom Petty does look like Mitt Fleetwood yeah, now. He does. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's fuck his two buddies, Yafet Koto, asshole, yes. and yes. The, the white guy. They are now played by Charles S. Dutton and Howie Long. Well, Charles S. Dutton's dead, dude. Charles S. Dutton is not dead. I, I believe he's dead. No, he's alive, dude. He is not dead, I swear. Yeah, he's dead. You're fucking bullshitting me. Charles S. <laughs> Rock done die, man. What are you talking about? Uh, um, I'm going to fucking look this up. This is bullshit. I'm telling you, he's dead. No, no oh. not. I don't think he's dead. but If, he, if he isn't, he should be. <laughs> Why, because he's a convicted murderer? Oh. I think murderer? 
I don't remember. Ah, he might be still alive. Charles nope. S. Dutton. He's, he's alive. He's alive. He's totally alive. Oh. He just, he's in fucking all kinds of shit, man. Just his career is dead. Nah, yeah, that's... he's in Longmire. He's got that fucking Netflix bucks coming in. Oh, he's God. still got those Android cop bucks coming in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, I think that's it. But, yeah, I didn't recast, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger because what's the fucking point? <laughs> I didn't recast the chick either because in my version there is no chick because that chick in that movie sucks. So. That's oh, it. yeah. <laughs> she's the worst. Uh, she's almost as, you know, you might as well not even have her in there. Just as much as you might as well not even have the chicken total recall. It's just mm-hmm. the fucking Arnold show. Um, let's do some candy diggits. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I got a couple here if you guys got it. You guys got any? Uh, just X-Files playing tonight. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Um, I wanted to ask Tim Gross because I did watch the X-Files, the original X-Files movie. Uh, the movie, yeah, okay. It was on IFC or something when I came home from work Friday. I okay. forgot how goddamn good that movie is. Yeah, it it's... The movie, I believe, takes place between seasons three and four. Okay. Or four and five. Yeah, it, it takes place between, like, three and four or four and five. Like, it, it was made so – the way it was made was even if you weren't a fan of the show, right. you understood what was going on. But if you were a fan of the show, it had enough stuff in there that basically wet your appetite for what was being done in that movie. Mm-hmm. And later in the series – I, they do bring up a couple of things from the movie, but nothing major. But there, that I, I think that movie was awesome. I wondered if they ever, okay, like I thought that was just. I wondered if they ever built on that story in the TV show that the movie told with the bees and. They and do. They bring up that stuff like later on in season like six and seven. They do bring up that stuff. But the biggest problem with the movie isn't the movie itself. It's kind of like Fox was making so much money at that time. Mm-hmm. And literally when they made that movie, and there was there was a story online about it, that uh, David Duchovny and Julian Anderson literally worked for 18 months straight. That they literally made one season of X-Files, went and filmed the, the movie X-Files, had a day off. And then went and started the new season. And basically, Fox made, like, at that same time the movie came out, the series was getting recognized and getting Golden Globes. And basically, that was when uh, the series was just coming out on VHS, and it was one of the hottest-selling VHS tapes out there Mm. that literally, like, both of them went and said, hey, we would like some money. Uh, just like any television star, and Fox was like, oh, no, no, nope, we're not doing it. And that was basically what was kind of like the beginning of the end of David Duchovny's character, just for that mere reason. His contract was up after four seasons, 
or his contract was up after four seasons. Julian Anderson's wasn't up until after five or six. And that's what started the whole thing. Hey, I'd like more money. And Fox basically fighting with David Duchovny for years to come over that. Is that but why they, he went away and grew a beard and went on there for a while? And they had Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they literally – Fox was making Seinfeld money off of that. They really were making – that amount of money at the the peak of the X Files, Fox believed that Scully and Mulder, uh, the they felt like those two characters were replaceable. Everybody else behind the scenes, the writers, Chris Carter, all those people, are they aware that they were very wrong? <laughs> yes, and that's what all, everybody was trying to explain. The Fox, Fox didn't care because X Files was X Files printed money for Fox. And the story goes that if X-Files doesn't become what it is, Simpsons would have moved on to a different network even. Like Fox would, Fox would have been like a UPN basically. They would have disappeared or got bought up by somebody. Holy that shit, was- Tim. Robo kickboxer. Power of justice. <laughs> Power just, <laughs> it, it just the X Files was the show that was not supposed to make it. Right, yeah, is what it comes down. Oh, to. I was guaranteed. I were one hundred percent sure that when I was watching it back then, uh, in the first season, I was like, "Man, there's another Fox show. It's not going to last two or three episodes." But oh yeah, well, it was on right, right after Briscoe County Junior. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And the, sad, and the sad part was Briscoe County Junior was like about to crack the top 20 while the X-Files was like the 85th watched show or something that week. Like they were no, like apparently it was like no one was watching, but the problem was it was one of those shows that it just kept building. The audience kept building every week. And then even between season one and season two, like the audience, it was like one of the biggest, like audience rises ever. It like quadrupled from season one to season two. And Fox was still during the second season talking about canceling it. But it, 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 remember Briscoe County Jr. was basically in the top 20 of TV ratings and they canceled Briscoe County Jr. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it just, it tells you what Fox was doing at the time, which is who knows what they were actually doing, but yeah, it, it was the, the going back to the movie was awesome. They that movie helped Fox print money along with the TV series. I wondered if they built on that storyline. They did. If you're a fan of the show, they go back to it from time to time, but not build onto it where there's episodes on end to it. Yeah. But they do like if you watch the show religiously, there was small parts throughout the series, especially during uh, seasons five and six and seven, when uh, that was the company's last full season. Uh, it would it would bring up stuff from that movie that they had in there. Like Martin Landau, did he ever show up on the TV show? No, he did not. Nah, oh, that, yeah. that guy was great. In that those old men did. Yeah, yeah, the old yeah the, the old man like, crime syndicate of. Yeah, yeah, he was a part yeah. of that. Yeah, there's a lot of characters that are in the movie that are actually in the TV show. Oh man, this fucking website just 
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I am just I'm sorry. fucking saving pictures left and right. Shit I need to watch. I've found like four Swayze movies that I've never even heard of. That one is fake, I'm telling you. No, it can't be, it can't be fake. <laughs> it's fake. It doesn't even look like it was a real. Oh, man. Robo Kickboxer, Black Fist. Fuck. <laughs> um, speaking of Fox, Segway. Uh, they have ordered an Exorcist TV pilot. Mm. I Good think luck. this sounds pretty cool. Well, they said they wasn't going to – I saw something about they wasn't going to attempt to remake the movie. So, oh, yeah. And plus now everything's TV. Yeah, it's getting a little out of control. Will it be uh, like that priest as a young kid, <laughs> like uh, Bates Motel? I don't know. It doesn't really. It doesn't really <laughs> I don't understand how that show's still on the air. What the Bates I Motel? Yeah, I'm sorry. That I I feel that show is it's ran its course. Well, I don't know, uh, but it looks like the Exorcist TV show already has one foot in the grave because it's going to be written by this guy Jeremy Slater who wrote the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> well. I think that movie had a lot of problems as far as, I mean. Not, they, no, not that one. The other ones. Oh, the other. Oh, oh, okay. Not the bad one. The really bad one. Yeah. I actually liked that new Fantastic Four. I'd see what everybody was bitching about. I liked it a I lot. mean, I think it wasn't great, but I mean, uh, it wasn't like the worst superhero movie I've ever seen. No, no, it wasn't. The, some of the Ghost Rider movies were worse than that. Yeah, that was, <laughs> you got Chris. Oh, I'm talking bad about my main dude, but uh, when Christopher Nick, Lambert shows up, oh yeah, that was just so crazy because uh, he was like full on crazy Nick Cage in those. Yeah. And that, holy shit! I found a movie called Hunter's Moon with a long haired Burt Reynolds. Oh no! Yeah, oh. but I found something better. <laughs> Oh my god, this fucking, anyway. On with the Canyon Diggits! This is degenerating into the 1987 episode where Tim and Out of Print Dan just got drunk and started rattling off titles from 1987. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining the podcast! This is, this is Horror Realm on a Friday night. This is totally what happens. Dano, take notes, this is what happens. Anyway, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about yeah, I know it that came guys, out like last week. Yeah, what, that's fucking cool. But what do you guys think about it? Is it a Cloverfield movie? I don't know. I heard somebody say that it was just it was a, a another movie, and then they just kind of added in the references to Cloverfield. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm with Steve on this one. I'm with I, you guys I, too. Yeah, I don't think it is. I like it. I want to see it. But yeah, it's kind of one of those things that is like this. Doesn't look like a Cloverfield movie, but okay, it's like you wanted a sequel, but I don't know if this is the sequel you want. I want, the, I want a monster in it. That's why. I, and two things: I don't think uh, if it's a Cloverfield sequel, there's going to be a lot of running around, and John Goodman ain't running nowhere. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he's got a rascal or something. He drives. Oh, that'd be fucking cool. Jump it all up and shit. Yeah, look, <laughs> fights a Cloverfield monster. That's maybe some of those version. little uh, those little scooter boards that came out that everybody's falling down off of, and it's blowing up. You're talking about the hoverboards yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah, they, they are burning up. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, even though they're not really hoverboards. Yeah, yeah no. 
but they call them hoverboards. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord. I've got I've got in arguments with people because they're like, "Did you see the new hoverboards?" I was like, "Oh, you mean the fake hoverboards?" <laughs> they're like, "No, the hoverboard. No, the fake ones." I can't wait those, till our like in, those have wheels. <laughs> in my town, like when Segways hit, they wanted like the, all the mailmen wanted to get them, so they were like trying to petition the city council to buy them Segways. <laughs> and all of our mailmen, there's like three skinny ladies, and then. Like seven or eight morbidly obese fat dudes. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see that happen. I want, I, I'm down with this. I want to see you fucking fall off of those. But yeah, I don't think this is a fucking Cloverfield. Man, like, I think you, with you guys, it might have some references, but that's about it. Yeah, it looks fucking cool. Looks fucking. It's great. interesting. I, I mean, I think we all like the fact that someone made a movie that, uh, you know. A big, mo- a big studio movie that no one's, no one even knew about. No shit, I think they totally I- Phantasm fived it. Yeah. yeah. Fucking that's all- take note, Hollywood. This is how it should go. I'm sick of. Yeah, and I think, and I think having that premise, like knowing, no one knowing about this movie actually getting out there until just recently. Yeah. I think that is the way to go. I mean, if you're able to do that, I think that's the way to go because anymore, you know about most movies a year and a half before it's out I there. I can't get excited for Batman versus Superman. You've been advertising it for two years. Mm. I, if, if, like, I can't wait. I can't be excited for something I have to wait two years for. I just loved, I just love how it was declared the greatest movie of all time and no one has seen it. And then recently, since like New Year's, everybody just taking big fat shits on it now. Like, it's the worst movie. It looks like total fucking dog shit. And it's like, the movie isn't out yet, okay? It's like, stop. Stop rating reviews. And then if reviews get posted earlier that we don't know about, we don't have to listen to all this bullshit. Yeah, it's like, stop writing reviews on trailers for movies that don't come out for a year and a half. Yeah. Um, I did just find a movie from 1994 called Flash Fire with Louis Gossett Jr. and Billy Zane. <laughs> I just found it. Dude, I just found a movie called Necrophiles, which I've heard before, but the cover I've never seen. And it's a skeleton doing a girl doggy style. Oh, Yo, fuck. Here you go, Tim. Here's one for you. Two men bound together in a death struggle with no escape. South Seas Massacre. Even better, starring Troy Donahue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my! This is just fucking the most glorious website ever. Oh gosh! Let's get to the questions, Tim. All well, I'm sending Steve that picture too. (laughs) Holy shit! What's dark of the sun? Okay. Guy Jim Brown and the poster has a dude with a. Chainsaw? Oh, wow. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, question time. First is uh, Brandon Keaton. He wants, he asks stop motion zombie cock. Thoughts? I'm gonna look, I don't know, but I'm gonna look that up in this magic website Steve found. I'm sure it's on there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking he's talking beyond reanimator, though. Just, I I enjoyed it when it fought the rat. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. (laughs) I <laughs> just thought that was funny as hell. I, I, uh, thumbs up for me. Uh, Ed Quinn wants no favorite way to cook a hot dog. George Foreman grill. Uh, on the grill. 
<laughs> I was going to say, I do have a hot dog maker. Yeah, and that's pretty roll, roll. righteous. I've actually partaken in hot dog. Yeah, hot dog, dog roller. Maker. Those things are awesome. Love that. Uh, Brennan Keaton wants to know, how do you gringos feel about mayo? Take it or leave it. Only on hamburgers. Yeah. That's about it. Nothing else. I also have sandwiches, but uh, yeah. deli sandwiches. I, I, I like it on steak hoagies. I can see mm. that. Um, give, you know, uh, I think ranch sauce trumps it. If I'm talking like, like, you know, Subway sandwiches and shit. Nah, see, I was gonna say there, but I will say this. There was a pizza place, I don't know how big it was, but it was called Unique Pizza Factory around Western Pennsylvania area. And they made, it was called the Unique Steak Hoagie. And it was pepperoni and steak together with some, like, I guess, like, buffalo sauce or something on it. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. Oh, <laughs> my God. It was, uh, I loved it. My butthole didn't love it, but I loved it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like something like your butthole. Oh, it, dude, it was, oh, man, my, it, my mouth, like, there was just so many things going on. That's, that hoagie was, Beautiful. But anyhow, Quinlan wants to know why are most recent horror movies no fun at all? Because they don't know how to – there's no fun in them. Yeah. Just like we said, everything's marketed at 16-year-old kids. Yeah, but we get stuff like Housebound and stuff like that from time to time. I think yeah. that – yeah, that's New Zealand, I think. They still ha- have it. Yeah, oh, they, yeah. They play by different rules, man. Yeah. They're fucking awesome over there. I, like I think Kyle said anytime you see a movie like from Australia – a horror movie from Australia or New Zealand, you 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 pretty much assume it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot better than the shit that we get here. Oh, what is it that from Parts Unknown that I was just talking about? I believe that's from Australia. So, I mean, right there, that just explains that crap. But, uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, Quinlan wants to know any thoughts on Alien Abduction Revenge flick called Altered? It's so good. Isn't that made by one of the guys that was involved with the Blair Witch Project too? I I don't know, but I thought Kyle, I thought you talked about this last year at some point. Altered. I know I have it, but I, yeah. I, I've never seen. I haven't put it in yet. I know I have it somewhere. I could see the the tape in my mind. It's like the fucking box, it's like gray and washed out. Almost looks like one of those pictures from that uh, book. More scary stories to tell in the dark. I can see it in my head, just never seen it. Mm-hmm. I think no. it, I think Sid Haig's in it too. Sid Haig, Sid Haig. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> no, that's yeah, yeah. Eduardo Sanchez directed it. Yeah, I don't know. I have to check this one out. Just... Okay. Uh, Colin wants to know what's up with meatless chicken nuggets. That shit is weird. It's. What? <laughs> I'm guessing he's talking about like vegan nuggets. I've I, I've seen them in grocery stores. Meatless? Ch- What's the fucking point, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, if it's like meatless chicken is a meat, and if there's no meat, then it's like nothing. That's <laughs> why it's a meatless chicken nugget. It's probably just a fucking empty box. Meatless nuggets. It's probably just an empty box, and it, 
stupid vegans buy an empty box. You get what you deserve, fuckers. Oh, man, they look horrible. Even the picture they took for the... Ew. No. No, thank you. Quinlan wants to know, do you guys prefer to watch The Shining only when it's all snowy and cold and shitty outside? Yes. The Thing and that. I'll watch The Thing like that, yeah. Yeah, The Thing, yeah. Um... I, I could. Uh, I, I always end up watching the, the the Shining in the summertime for some reason. The Shining's coming out back to the theaters in uh, October, but of course I, it's going to be digital. But I think I might go see it. Oh, are they doing that again? Yeah, it's uh, fandom. I think it's called fandom or whatever. But uh, yeah, they got a bunch of movies that are coming out uh, over the course of the year, older titles and stuff. So I'm going to probably check that out. Never seen. Of course, I watched uh, the Room Two Three Seven or something again off Netflix. Oh, that's that's not that's just the one about The Shining where they interview seven yeah. crazy fuckers. Yeah, I mean, I like the this is the uh, symbolism of uh, the American Indians and all that stuff. I was like, wow. I see this. Uh, this is actually not a skier. This is a uh, minotaur, and that is a reference to ancient Babylon, of course. <laughs> and then, no, you're just a crazy then, person. And then, then there, then about the uh, Kubrick faking the moon landing. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. That's the one fucking conspiracy theory that is so fucking crazy and insane that I would not be surprised if it was true. Well, me and Dana watched the heads. They had some. I found online again some uh, documentary. And they had, they had, uh, act like this was the big bombshell and they were, had all these interviews with all these sci- scientists and stuff. And you could tell they were just saying stuff that it was out of context. Every statement they were saying was edited in a way and it was just totally unbelievable. It was just like, I can't believe this that people think this is some type of proof. And, and talking to his wife was talking or somebody and, she was saying stuff, but she wasn't giving anybody's name, so you have no clue who she's talking about. Yeah. It was funny. It's, I've never seen anything like that one. Oh, man. I need to fucking see that. <laughs> documentary. I need to see it. Oh, yeah, even, though it, even though it's a bunch of bullshit, I still watch uh, it. I'll still watch it. I found a, a movie called Night of the Wilding <laughs> starring Bill S. Preston Esquire and... Fucking from chips. Eric Estrada. <laughs> dude, he's done everything. Yeah. Dude, is he in a Bigfoot movie? I'm sure he's in a Bigfoot movie. Yeah, I would awesome. not doubt it. I would not doubt it. Uh, moving on to other questions. T- uh, Tim Wilder, bootleg. Tim Gross wants to know who wins the Rumble tonight. Nobody. I was gonna say like I don't watch wrestling too much anymore. I kind of, I kind of keep you know my half ass my ear to the ground because I know Roman Reigns is big and all. <laughs> like everyone injured right now, Steve, isn't like nobody around. Yeah, and I mean, if they're going to keep the belt, if they're trying to keep Reigns strong, he has to win it. And then, like, that's the most boring thing because, I mean, I, I just think it's, I don't know. I, I, NXT is, like, so much better. And actually, I got tickets for it's going to be up in Indianapolis in February. And I'm gonna go see that, but uh, I'd rather go see that than and watch that than in and then Raw. It's just uh, is NXT yeah. like Ohio Valley Wrestling or something? Like it, it's their de- it's their developmental. It's down yeah. in Florida. Yeah. It's 
they get in all these indie guys like uh like Samoa Joe's in it. I don't know if you know who. Oh, like and then, Samoa Joe, yeah. yeah. Hey, I hate Samoa Joe. He could go uh-huh. suck a dick. I mean, he's one of those dudes that could like be fat and then be skinny again in five days. Yeah, he, literally he can. I don't know. I would call him ever skinny, but yeah, yeah but skinny is Samoan standards go. Samoan skinny, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I love it. I think it's the, they're getting all kinds of new. All the indie wrestlers are going there, so it, it's just crazy how many people and women they're getting people from Japan. So I mean, uh, it's uh, they signed a bunch of wrestlers. AJ Styles is gonna. I don't know if he's going to be in NXT. You think he's just going to be on the main? He's too. To be honest, he's too old. Well, yeah. In my opinion, I mean, I they had they had AJ Styles. I can't right. put a face to that guy's name I... in Ohio Valley years and years ago. Well, they they when they bought uh, WCW, he was in WCW, but they didn't. Who was uh, he in WCW? Was he just AJ Styles, or did he have a different name? No, he was AJ Styles. God, I can't I think of him. Hey, but I mean, no, he was like really on the tail end, like uh, WW, yeah. uh, WCW 2000 when it was really like uh, everything was just like uh, insane because there's no no consistency. And St- Styles was much younger then because I remember, yeah, I remember this clearly. Jim Ross saying Styles is too small to be in a major wrestling organization, and I was like, yet again, is like. Yeah. You're dumb. You need to shut up. I'm looking and at this guy on Google right now, and I it, it just ring a bell it, that kind of stuff is the reason why a lot of wrestlers don't get their chance until 20 years later when it doesn't matter anymore. And that's what's going on with AJ Styles. I'm not saying he hasn't had a successful career, but I just think Jim Ross and quite a few guys like that in that ilk have kept guys like AJ Styles out of the wrestling limelight. They held the white man down. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it just I remember clearly Jim Ross just talking about AJ Styles being too small to wrestle. And it's like, hey, dumbass, not too long after that, you had Rey Mysterio Jr. and Eddie Guerrero winning the WWE titles. Did I remember there was like a string of 30 pay-per-views where X-Pac fought Kane. Come on, X-Pac was in there, for fuck's sakes. Yeah, it and the, terrible. The only reason Sean Waltman was there was because of Triple H. Let's yeah. just all say it now. That was the only reason he was there. Well, let's just all say that China has a bigger dick than fucking Xbox. <laughs> well, that's for a different story. But yeah. I'm just saying that was that was one of the many things. Eventually, why I started phasing out wrestling. Especially now, like, I haven't watched it in quite a, like, a few years now. I tried, like, last week I put on Raw for, like, ten minutes and it just, I, I was like, eh. I didn't know anybody. The last time I watched Raw, there were some fucking crazy fuckers, like, blowing trombones at dudes. Oh, that's New Day. The old black dudes? Yeah. They, they kind of look like fucking, like, an anime cartoon came they came out one, like, uh, a few weeks ago. I just happened to see it because I don't watch it consistently. They had like unicorn horns. It was pretty, it was crazy. <laughs> they got shirts with unicorns on them. It's pretty fucking funny. God damn it. What's our next question, Tim? Okay. Next question is, uh, uh, Bryce Space Jesus. He wants to know what was the last book or movie 
that you wrote an erotic fan fiction about besides Brian's song? <laughs> I'm going to write some erotic fan fiction about this Billy Zane fucking Louis Gossett Jr. movie. <laughs> I, saw your, I saw your black head shine in the moonlight. Yes. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, Bryce. <laughs> Uh, Brendan Keaton wants to know, fell in a snow pile, thought of Rucker Hauer, survived, thoughts. <laughs> That's the first thing you do when, you know, you, you got two things you can do when, when you get attacked by snow or fucking snow kicks your ass. You can either take the fucking Rucker Hauer route or you can take the McCready route. Either one. <laughs> so everybody in the East Coast that's getting completely fucking slammed by uh, Snowmageddon or whatever they're calling it. We uh, we had six inches here. Just get get your fucking McCready in your head. You'll be okay. Uh, this one, this is actually a question for John Cross from Bryce, and I was laughing about this earlier because I seen this earlier. Bryce wants to know on a scale of one to ten, how gender fluid are you? <laughs> One is all man. <laughs> Ten is all woman. Oh, man. Ginger fluid. I'm oh, so Steve, glad. Steve, there is a story behind oh, that. that. Oh. At Horror Realm. <laughs> should we tell it? Let's tell it, Tim. Just, I'll tell it. I was standing right there. John Cross probably had, what, five, six rum and cokes in him? Uh, oh, I yeah, mean, at least. The cracking big time that night. Uh. They were, what is it, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, they were, it was the local, like, I don't know what you want to call it, chapter of the people who do it live, and there was John just talking, just, I mean, he was a little tipsy, it's just talking, and, and the guy or chick that he was, because I don't know if it was a guy or a girl, <laughs> and, and they were talking about this, and he was like, it was a dude, it was, was a dude, because I know who it was, okay, yeah. And, 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 John's like, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, do you, like, identify as a man or a woman? or? And he's like, I'm gender fluid. And then John Cross snaps. <laughs> John Cross fucking loses it. And he's like, oh, he just yeah. walks away. And he's like, I'm sick and tired of being told I'm wrong. Either you're a man or a woman. You can't be <laughs> something else. I'm sick and tired of being told I'm wrong. It was hilarious. He was, he was Steve, he passed out on my couch bitching about it. Uh-huh, it was great. <laughs> he's still, he's like, he's falling asleep. He, like, we basically carried him in. He's on the couch. You knew he was going to pass out. He's just like, gender fluid. Fuck yeah. <laughs> motherfucker, motherfucker. <laughs> he's passing out drunk as hell. And he's bitching about it. And this it. was Saturday. On Friday night, he passed out talking about Donald Pleasant's spookies on VH. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In his sleep, it was hilarious. Uh, Bryce Katzman wants to know, have you ever seen a dead body? No. I I have. Uh, outside of, like, funerals, obviously. Yes. Uh-huh. No, I haven't. Like, yeah, yeah, I have. It's sad, yeah. Like a, a fucking, yeah, not like, outside of anything like that. Yeah, it, it was messed up. It was jacked up. It happened when I was in high school. Ugh. Yeah, I seen some kid on a bike who got hit by a drunk driver like three houses down from my house. And Ugh. yeah, dude, kid didn't have a chance. Ugh. 
But anyhow, uh, Brandon Keaton wants to know, really wanting a Kamala plush to go along with my full moon plushes. When can we expect production to begin? I don't know. You're going to have to contact uh, fastcustomplushies.com. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you want to go to that one. Yeah, that please. Yeah. Contact Bryce. <laughs> Bryce, Bryce, is our, Bryce is our go-to guy on furries. Because so, uh, <laughs> you go to Fast Custom Plushies, your computer might just shut down. You Have you heard about it. other kin? No. Maybe. It's, they, it's, it's like flurries, but they identify as an animal. And, and I guess almost like it's really like... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah I don't and it, think so. They have something called, like, it, yiffing with a Y. It's yes. like, I, I happened to find that on the internet or something, I thought that was funny about, that's them making, having sex or, or, or cyber sex or something weird. I don't know, yeah. I was listening to that Lou Reed's podcast where, it's just, Steve, you'd probably like it, but I couldn't take it for more than a couple <laughs> days because this guy just has a, he has like this magical voice and he reads, uh, internet forums and he goes to some crazy fucking like sex, <laughs> sex fetish forums. It's, like, yeah. I learned all about what waifu is <laughs> like where someone, I think it was like where someone has a sexual fetish about someone eating them like. Not like uh, a cannibal, but just swallowing them whole, and then that person uh, yes. lives in their stomach. <laughs> Fucking weird, man. Yeah, I could crazy too much. There's too many crazy peoples. Yeah, yeah. People are like now. You, there's gonna be more than like male and female. They want different genders, and it's like, give me a break, dude. <laughs> They're gender fluid, man. Come on. Yeah, gender, gender fluid. fluid. Today I'm a girl. Tomorrow I'm gonna be a fucking cabinet. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're the plastic man of gender fluid, dude. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they're the plastic man. That's their superpower. I'm gender fluid, man. <laughs> or woman. When I'm bored, I squirt gender fluid. <laughs> <laughs> I blew a gasket and I'm, I'm... <laughs> Oh, shit. I think Steve has died. <laughs> nah, that was my mute button. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I, I see myself apparently. Oh god, what else? Uh, Tim Wilder wants to know when can we expect the the full line of uh, Blood Bass and Boomsticks action figures, including the rare Space Jesus and T-shirt Joe alternate versions. <laughs> also, contact fastcustomactionfigures.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to see the shirtless, the alternate shirtless T-shirt Joe holding. Uh, Frito pie in his hand. Yeah, the shirtless Tim Gross will just look like that fucking Hordak dude from. from <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be, I'll be, the Sasquatch from Demon Warp. Yeah. <laughs> give, me that, give me that action figure of Andre the Giant as Bigfoot from the Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, <laughs> uh, Josh Teeter wants to know: Is Tim even going to be on the show with X Files starting tonight? Uh-huh. I told him yeah, we've yes, that. maybe. Surprisingly, yes. <laughs> Um, we got two last questions here, and this could be bad. Uh, Price Katzman wants to know if you won the Powerball, which establishment would you make whites only first? What? <laughs> it just got very racist. Dude, that's ra- Dude, we, we called Bryce out on some racist shit a couple of days ago. 
I yes. say BET. BET is all whites only now. Yeah, yeah. You're just sending Macklemore to take over. Somebody. <laughs> Eddie Deason. Eddie Deason. That's who we're sending over. <laughs> Head of programming, Eddie Deason. Yeah, be green and, these two all time. <laughs> and I, I think which is the best question of the night and the last one, Parker Bowman. What franchise should I watch to complete my full moon list first? Subspecies or Killjoy? Subspecies. Yeah. Now this is what I'm going to say. I would originally go with Subspecies. Yes, good series. Solid series. Killjoy. This is the reason why I would pick Subspecies over Killjoy, but understand, Killjoy gets really good from part three on. The subspecies series. Yeah. Well, the first, especially the first Killjoy movie was literally an independent film that got picked up by Full Moon Pictures. It was like kind of like a trauma thing. They basically picked it up. And then the same guy did Killjoy, did Killjoy 2 under the Full Moon label. And basically they just bought it out and Trent Haga took it over and not only did he become Killjoy, he has directed, I think, Killjoy 3 and 4, and they have a fifth one coming out, and he plays Killjoy in that also. And yeah. they're actually pretty decent, too. And not that the first two were bad, they just, you could tell there wasn't much money. Dude just going for the common denominator, and was really trying to do just trying to capitalize on an independent urban movie at that time, which Full Moon was doing at the time too. And I, I think he knew what he was doing. He he was just trying to get a label to pick him up, so and that's what happened. But yeah, subspecies is more solid all the way through. Where Killjoy first two movies, a lot of people are not gonna like them, but the third, fourth and fifth movies are much better. So yeah. that's my opinion. I would go with subspecies. And that's it on the questions. Cool. Steve's still there? Did he die? Nope, I'm oh, alive. Cool. Yeah, let's keep making this weird noise like the... Oh. No, like, I think it's my Facebook. I don't know. Maybe I need to fucking shut it off because I'm sending everybody I know pictures of fucking movies I find. In. <laughs> Everybody's getting them. It's amazing. Oh, gosh. Well, you picked it, Steve. Let's talk <laughs> about... I remember... <laughs> I did pick it. Uh, I, 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 you know, when I was watching, I was like, "Man, I don't know why I picked it, but <laughs> maybe I, I just wanted to waste an hour of my life uh, watching this movie again." Um, Let's talk. Doris, Doris Witchman. Uh, I don't know when she started making this, but probably in the. Uh, Probably in 1980, 1979 or something. Yeah, I think it was even before that. It was something like 77, I think I read. Oh, but yeah, you're, you're on it. You're on it. Yeah, she, yeah, they did reshoots and everything else. Basically, um, Doris Wishman basically said that the, the negative was destroyed by a disgruntled lab employee. <laughs> and it, <laughs> she spent the next few years re-editing the movie, shooting new footage, and they did a voiceover for the entire dialogue. They recorded no sound when they did this, so they and uh, most of the interiors of the movie were at her house. 
and uh, my wife's watching something very loud in the other room. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's hard to describe this movie. I mean, like I say, at the beginning of it, it's just like all these. I guess all the, they all had the same last name. All these relatives are getting killed, and like uh, the very first murder is like some sister killing her or killing killing her other sister in the bathtub. And then and did she kill her dad? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then then another one, the guy comes home and sees his wife dead and he come to find out that he hired somebody to kill her. I mean, all kinds of weirdness. It's 1986, even though this movie came out. Uh, 83. 83. Like yeah. It makes weird. I mean, it makes it in the future. So I, and this uh, girl played by Samantha Fox, which she was in porn in the early in the in, in the seventies, mm-hmm. and she, I don't know. That's back when you didn't have to be good looking to be in porn. Uh, she she's like been locked up, and her brother doesn't want her to come out, and then they bring her out, and then her bro her brother and his girlfriend try to are wanting her to go back to the institute, so they're trying to like you know, make her, uh, drive her a little crazy. And there's all kinds of weird stuff. The narrator is a detective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and there's one scene where he's like, uh, like doing a peeping Tom and she's like sitting there looking at him, rubbing herself. And then we go off to some kind of weird dreamland for a while mm-hmm. and come back. And, and then there's a chase at the end that goes on. It, it makes like it, I thought this was a house. It seems like an apartment building when they're chasing, and they're like going up multiple stairs and different rooms. And it takes this guy like ten minutes to catch her. Oh, they uh, were padding that shit out big time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean even for an hour and stuff. Yeah, there's. I mean it's just a very weird movie. The uh, all the uh, overdubbed. Uh, dialogue, which is, you know, they, and then the paneling <laughs> everywhere. And it's just, uh, a very, that, that makes this movie completely weird as hell because of the, the, like, the narration that doesn't really seem to, to fit. And I don't know. I, it's just, like I say, it's a one of a kind movie, uh, of, of being very, very bad. I mean, they were, when I was listening to a little bit of the commentary on the DVD, Doris Witchman was like, I don't even remember this. I thought there was more here. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about the guy in the uh, scene. Uh, they were having a flash. She was, uh, the, the actual killer was having like a flash, uh, a flashback on something that they hadn't shown in the movie yet. <laughs> yeah. The guy in the refrigerator, uh, so it, it, I don't know. What, what did you guys think? I know it's just. A, <laughs> we thought you were mad at us for some reason. <laughs> I wondered why. Like I text, I texted Tim on like Wednesday or something. I started watching this, and I, I it took me two nights. Uh, I got about forty five minutes, and I was I can't handle this. I'm gonna watch some Lego videos on YouTube or something. <laughs> I I don't know, but it you know I pulled it up on fucking. IMDb, and I was like, why is IMDb suggesting I watch a movie called Dildo Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, this is Doris Wishman. 
and she did all this like kind of wow. quasi porn. Yeah, but I, I find it weird. Like her her credits go all the way up to this movie in 1983, and then they drop off. And then 2001, she comes back with Dildo Heaven. And then yeah. 2007, <laughs> she does Each Time I Kill and then dies. But yeah, this movie's bad. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, there's not much not to much say to except it. that it's bad. I did like the old guy, though. <laughs> he kind of cracked me up. And yeah, like Steve was saying, if you don't want your movie to look like it aged, don't ever film paneling. Yeah, that just fucking yeah. dates your shit <laughs> from like 1981. That's what I was talking about when we watched the Cronenberg movies. Wow, uh, people back then didn't know how to decorate the inside of anything because it all looked like fucking garbage. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Tim, you talk about it. <laughs> I just it, the movie is just horrible. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. it, I mean, it's downright horrible. You can't really say a whole lot nice things about the movie. Um, I would like to, but it is a complete mess. It is. It sounded this like is, the fucking director didn't have anything nice to say about it either. Yeah, it just it's one of those movies where people would lump in and think lower-budgeted films are all like that, and they're not. This is one of those instances where this movie was just that fucking bad, and it, it's bad for many reasons. And, yeah, after looking it up, there is a lot of story behind this, even what Steve was talking about. There's even more than that. It, just everything from the editing to uh, not anybody knows what's going on. It just it, it's one of those things. Just the, how this movie got even out there recently on DVD amazes me. So apparently it has some kind of cult following. Like this would be one of those things that should be on uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, that'd be awesome. It, yeah, yeah. The, this movie is ripe for the picking. Or a Joe Bob commentary. Yeah, I like, it, they got like a bootleg uh, uh, people's court theme that's in the, throughout the movie. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> even with the stuff that happened, uh, even the stuff that happened with the, with the movie, I feel even if it wasn't uh, if if it didn't even get messed up edited wise. It'd still be a bad movie. Oh yeah, I don't think it's no way that's gonna be any good though. Yeah, this movie was just, it was bad from the beginning, even when they thought about, even before they made it. So, like I said, I, it just, I enjoy bad movies, but this movie wasn't even a good bad. This was just terrible. Like, you felt bad for people that were involved with this movie. <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things where you just, it, it, for me, anyhow, it's one of those things is where people see something like this and they're like, well, all low-budget independent movies are like, no, they're not. This is just this. No, let's not get it mixed up now. It, <laughs> they had a bunch of scenes where one person would be in the daylight and another person would be shot at night or something. Oh, yeah. That was like, what the hell is this? Like Planet Nine shit. Yeah. It, or it, Plan Nine, rather. Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it, it just, yeah, it, it was some bad stuff. Some bad juju. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some good juju, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's rate this movie. What do you give it? <laughs> Zippo. Zero. Zero stars from Tim. Yeah, I would give it zero. I got to give it a zero also. <laughs> 
I mean, literally, and this isn't like, hey, this is a good zero. You should go check this out uh, kind yeah. of zero. No, yeah. this is zero for good reason that you well, should just leave this alone. If you have a strong stomach, this is the kind of food, you know, you'd want to, you could, you know, I, like I say, I watch it every once in a while. Like, it's been a few years, but you just, uh, I don't know. It, it was a little <laughs> harder to go down this time, but uh, it was okay. I'll probably watch it again, I'll be honest, but. Oh, I believe you. I, I mean, <laughs> I just, I don't know. This is, like, I, this is, this is the line that I don't like crossing. Like, this is the bad movie line right here. Tim <laughs> the line that he doesn't yeah. like to cross. I don't we believe found the movie that Tim doesn't like. Yeah, it just, I, yeah, I, did, I just didn't enjoy this movie. Like, for as bad as it is, I did not enjoy this. I was sitting there also just like, oh. This movie is rough. Like I'm sitting, the wife comes fast. I'm like, I can't believe Steve picked this fucking movie. <laughs> just well, if, but I, I was sitting there, I couldn't turn away because it was like, I always wanted to see this movie. If I'm ever invited back, which it doesn't look like I will be. Oh, come on! <laughs> I know, but I'll pick something a lot better. I promise. <laughs> But I know honestly, this is the the movie for me is so bad. I don't know if you could have fun with this movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't like a bunch of dudes in like a fucking wasteland setting. No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't think you could. I I just feel that way about it. Well, me and Dana might do a commentary for it. So if we ever do, see that's you could make this. Yeah, this is a movie that somebody could do that for. Yeah. The one good thing it had going for it, it was only like, what was it, 65 minutes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, man. That's like crazy. It's like, uh, I guess you had to put this on a double bill if you were trying to make any type of money. If it, I don't even know if it was released to a theater. It might have been, but if it was. <laughs> There's a lot of pissed off people that paid to see this, I'll bet you. Oh, oh yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, it says it was 69 minutes, which I don't believe that. Oh, oof. <laughs> okay, so who's up next, Kyle? Me? Tim, talk about uh, Beyond Reanimator. Dr. Phillips? It's a pleasure to meet you, Lord Brenda. Doctor, you made a request to have a particular inmate working with you in the infirmary. Hi, I'm Laura Olney. I'm a journalist. Do you remember what Dr. West did to you? Stay away from him! Who was the guy who was helping you today? Dr. Herbert West. I want to work with you. Going from rat to rat is okay, but transferring from species to species, it's not right. Nanoplasm is a completely neutral energy. It's the same in rats, dogs, human beings. Throughout history, man has searched for the secret to immortality. She's not getting any fresher. One doctor has found it. It was a theory. But is it worth it? Awesome! Big green shit! Rocks dead! No! Welcome to a world where death is just the beginning. A young doctor with a secret past. A 
beautiful, ambitious journalist, a sadistic warden, a model prisoner. And Herbert West, the reanimator. Beyond reanimator, he's at it again. Okay, Beyond Reanimator. Now, going into this, uh, did come out in '03, I believe was the year it came out. That was released. A lot of people, like myself, were waiting for House of Reanimator, which never yeah, yeah. happened. Uh, which would have been great. The, the, the plot yeah. sounded great, and for unknown reasons, which during the commentary of Beyond Reanimator, uh, Brian Yunza gets a little bit into it that basically during the '90s, after Bride of Reanimator came out. There was really no takers on doing a reanimator sequel. Uh, people didn't really want to uh, want another sequel for one reason or another, or take the chance financial wise. But like he said, after Beyond came out, and even though it didn't receive great reviews, the the amount of reanimator fans uh, that were out there. He said he could have just cast it into a whole other movie <laughs> in the support it got. Because his other thing, too, was because um, Hollywood and just America in general wasn't looking for another reanimator, this was the other reason why he was doing stuff in Spain and doing that Fantastic Factory and trying to do other movies over there because he had an easier time trying to come up with an idea for Beyond Reanimator, which, you know... We didn't get to see House of Reanimator. Another thing, too, was trying to get Jeffrey Combs to not so much be a part of it, but enjoy coming back to the Dr. Herbert West character, which he does. And for me, I liked Beyond Reanimator, but as the years have gone on, I've enjoyed this film that much more. And I've heard and talked to a few people that said they didn't like it at all. And now just recently rewatching it, they really like it. They think it fits into the storyline, which I agree to, which, uh, it, which beyond reanimator, it begins basically from the end of bride, which is Jeffrey Combs or Herbert West's creations have completely gone out of control. Remember the ending of bride being crazy, just like the original reanimator. And, Two kids are hanging out in a tent and they're telling stories and stuff like that. And they go in scared to one sister and a zombie that basically walked away from Jeffrey Combs' experiments comes in and kills her. And the boy finds the green liquid, basically. And Jeffrey Combs is arrested. Well, 13 years later, we get to see, you know, the credits roll. We get to see Herbert West is in prison. He's been, he was sentenced for life, I'm guessing, uh, after they're calling a massacre. And basically, uh, he's still continuing. We see like in the opening seconds of West being in prison, we're seeing he's still continuing his experimentation. Uh, he doesn't have the materials to make the green fluid or anything like that, but he has figured out how, uh, He's able to steal nanoplasm. Basically, he finds rats and kills them, and he's taking notes. And then we're introduced to Howard Phillips, who was the kid in the house that witnessed his sister being killed by one of West's creations. He's now a doctor, and he comes to the prison. He specifically asks for Dr. West. And when a prisoner dies, 
Dr. West says, okay. After Howard introduces himself, Dr. West is like, okay, did you bring the stuff? He brings it. They inject the dude who's Moses, who goes ends up going completely nuts, which is part of his character to begin with. <clears throat> but West right there talks Howard into setting up a small laboratory to basically continue the experiments because now West has figured out uh, how to not just conquer brain death, but he has figured out he needs the soul. He needs that person's, that nanoplasm they put in there, which, by the way, uh, Yunza talks about on his commentary on Beyond Reanimator. It's just, if you look at it, if you just look at it and stare at it long enough, it's like a fuse. It's like a car fuse or something they used. And that's why you only get short shots of it because they didn't want people figuring out they didn't have a prop for it. So, <laughs> uh, anyhow, basically, uh, Elsa Pataki, who plays a reporter, is doing a big article on the warden and the prison and she's checking out what's going on. And, Howard Phillips, of course, his character becomes just infatuated with her, and West warns her, uh, don't get involved. And he has gone down this path with Bruce Abbott's character, who was in there, Dan. And that was the other thing, uh, the reason why they didn't bring Bruce Abbott back was because since this movie took so long in between sequels and everything, they wanted to bring... Uh, according to Yanza, they wanted to bring some freshness. They wanted to bring a... Not a younger version of West, but uh, somebody different into the fold. But there was, in talking to a couple other big fans of Reanimator, like Mario Dominic, uh, there is other scripts out there that supposedly had Bruce Abbott's character return to the Reanimator series. Like, this was something, I'm guessing, money, who knows what. Did Bruce Abbott even want to fly to Spain? And basically get paid the minimum to be in this reanimator sequel. Charles man, put you, him up in the castle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you remember, like this movie kind of it didn't come out of nowhere, but it wasn't really hyped at the time it came out. It, it was going direct to video. It, it, it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't gonna it happen as big as the other two did. But anyhow, moving on, but the reporter realizes who Howard Phillips is working with is Dr. West, and she starts doing research, and she's trying to convince Phillips that, hey, do you realize this guy's crazy, and he's part of this massacre and everything else? And the warden finds out, he knows who Dr. West is, but he doesn't really know, no, until the reporter lets him in on it, too. And that's when it starts getting a little crazy. And the warden, basically, this is where the warden ends up killing her. He tries to make her have oral sex with him, kills her. They bring her back from the dead, and they shove the rat nanoplasm or whatever into her. And she's going nuts. And or I'm sorry, not the, the rat uh, nanoplasm goes into the warden after he gets killed, too. And he starts even physically changing. And that's when chaos ends up just raining and everybody's going nuts and basically Howard Phillips is just trying to figure out how do we fix you know also Pataki character West from that minute on you could tell he's just trying to figure out how do I get out of here and he wants to do one last experiment on uh, the warden to begin with just proving his theory and realizing his experiments do work now 
and basically that's when you just get bloods and blood and guts and basically the warner the warden who's a crazy undead person he's bringing all the prisoners back to life after he hangs them just so he could keep torturing them and killing them over and over again which just sets up these crazy scenes and then we get the warden who gets his dick bit off by the undead reporter <laughs> and the rat steals his dick and it's crazy and it has one of the coolest ending scenes and it's which I really always liked the ending of this movie and it's Herbert West walking out and basically into the world of the unknown, not knowing where he was going to be. And it's at that point where I thought this movie, if it ever made it big or people were willing to put some kind of money into another sequel, it was perfect for if they ever went to do house of reanimator, I thought it could be done now. Could it be done today? I don't know, but I really would like, after rewatching this movie once again, I really would love to see a fourth reanimator movie. I mean, this could literally be a TV series. This, I just, the character Herbert West, just everything about the whole storyline and everything, I think could go on for a very long time. And there's a lot of stuff they could do if people were willing to do it. But who knows? I give the movie three out of four stars. What did you guys think of Beyond Reanimator? Go, Steve. I think the first time I saw it was uh, on uh, the Sci-Fi Channel. I think it premiered on the Sci-Fi Channel, and I thought that was very strange. But uh, then uh, I think uh, I got it on one of those Lionsgate packs to see it finally widescreen and uh, um, uh, uncut. I liked it. I think I liked it more than... uh, than Bride of Reanimator, but uh, really, I think yeah. I mean, there's something about that movie I just didn't care about. I didn't. I haven't watched it recently, other than a few minutes here or there. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's just something weird. I just I didn't. I, I didn't. I'll have to. I didn't really watch it completely. So I might. My opinions may change since it's been ten, fifteen years since I've watched Bride, but. uh uh, I, I mean, I liked it. It's amazing that uh, Jeffrey Combs looked about the same from <laughs> from the first one. I mean, uh, I mean, now he looks a little older because, because hell, it's been so long. But uh, up to that point, he looked pretty much pretty much the same as he did in the, the first movie. Yeah, yeah, he really didn't change a whole lot. But like I said, I just I, I love the West character in general. Uh, just the deadpan look, everything he, like, just the way Jeffrey Combs does that is just amazing. I, I always enjoy how he plays that character. There's only, like, I love, Je- everybody here loves Jeffrey Combs, but I, can, I, can you guys see him playing something other than, like, a, a fucking Herbert West type character? Because I, I can't, like, a weirdo, like, in Fortress, he plays the fucking, tripped out weirdo hippie mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a, a riff on herbert west he can he's like one of those dudes you want to see him play the fucking crazy freak yeah he plays the weirdo in robot wars yeah. he i can't see him he, playing somebody that's not a weirdo yeah i <laughs> mean look look at the characters he plays like from beyond yeah. and which is basically herbert west too yeah it, it, he doesn't exactly he nails get a, it 
Yeah, but he was made to uh, be that character. Mm -hmm. Uh, This movie, like, originally we were going to do what on this show? We were going to do Bride Reanimator, Reanimator, and whatever somebody else wanted to do. Yeah. And then everyone in the Earth started dying, and Tim's like, let's do a Bowie episode. (laughs) I was like, okay, I've never seen The Hunger, and Tim's like, I'll watch Labyrinth, so... And then I was like, well, since everybody's dying, and if we're going to do tribute episodes the way it's going, we're going to do fucking like, episodes every three every three goddamn days on the new, you know, seven people that have died this week. So we decided to do all these movies. This one, and I don't understand, like, people really, is it just me or do people not like Bride of Reanimator? Because I think it's fucking great. I, I think it's great, but I can I mean, I like, think it's Steve, I think it holds Steve's its not own. coming out and saying it's a big no, no, no. pile poo. Yeah, I think it holds its own with the with the original. I, I do well, too. I, is it the direction I would have gone with? No, but I feel like it just meant it meant it made sense. Yeah, but this one kind of goes a little like into left field where the reanimator series probably shouldn't go when they go to prison. You know, I mean, obviously the story, you know, Herbert West would get arrested of course, but that was what, like the one thing I liked about the first two is he's doing this insane shit. Yeah. And he never gets busted by the cops. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's it. And that's what I liked about beyond is he is, trying he's still trying after how many years he's still they're showing him 20 years later and he's in prison he's still trying to do these experiments to conquer brain death that where he started you know where he started the fight with dr hill and everything he's still trying to do this but i just feel like this one was maybe 10 years too late like this probably should have been part five maybe and oh, yeah, well, yeah. got all and, fucked up with that house of reanimator because that was the idea that would have been just unbelievable with the Bush administration and stuff. But Oh, yeah, and I think that was where they're going with it. But that's kind of why I like this ending even more now than when they did it back in 03 because it's – yeah, I mean it's been another 12, 13 years since that reanimator movie. And it's kind of one of those things where – could House of Reanimator work now? Would it be even better where, like... I don't think it can work he, now, no. It, it, where... I See, I think they... I think it could. I think this would be something where, hey, he's been lost, he's at... Who knows where he's at, but he's still... You know, he's still doing his thing, and God only knows what he's doing, and the government tracks him down... But there's again, I go back to there's several storylines they could do. I really would like to see this go, but I do agree with Yunza. I could easily see why people weren't excited financially wise during the '90s and doing a Reanimator sequel. Yeah. Reanimator wasn't considered uh, a Halloween franchise or a Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, even a Friday the 13th franchise. No, and you gotta I, appreciate that all the animator, all the Reanimator stuff came from. A story that is literally two pages long. Yeah, it, it just, and I think, it, I think that's what it made it 
financially even that much harder to get off the ground. Um, should it have taken 13 years to do Beyond Reanimator? No. But I, I do agree with, I could understand where he was coming from. It's kind of like trying to do phantasm movies. Look at yeah. Cosarelli, who, how long it took him just to get part three off the ground. And then even after part three, part four off the ground, which was basically for no money. It, it just, it, the money wasn't there for those types of films. And it, they have possibly a more loyal following than an Antmire on Elm Street or Friday the 13th. Yeah, I That's, think though it, now, I don't, I think we're done. I don't think we'll get any more reanimator movies. I think you'll get, you're more likely to get a fucking remake. It's just, it, it, punch yourself in the face. I would, no, don't get me wrong, dude. I would love to see it. But you, the window's passed, dude. I mean, honestly. Can you see a new fucking reanimator coming out with Jeffrey Combs and all that shit now? Dude, they're doing e- Ash versus Evil Dead TV series. That was what I would like to see. And Bruce Campbell's 57. He's that old for real? Yes, he is. Damn. Wow. So, and I think Jeffrey Combs is about the same age. Well, they've got fucking almost 10 years to go because everybody dies at age 69 and 70 now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, honestly, I, I I just, if Ash versus the Evil Dead keeps going the way it's going, and if it keeps doing what it's doing, like it does that and it keeps that steam rolling in the second season, I think, I would love to believe that stuff like Reanimator can be done. Yeah. I would love to see a reanimator TV show. I think that's where it needs to go on Fox or not Fox, but um, stars where they can get away with the gore. I was going to say it's gonna, it would pop up on something like that. It would not be on a, even a cable channel. Like it, 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 it would be something like it would be a pay channel in order to see that bottom line. Sure. I I like this one, but it's the weakest of the three. I think that's a fair assessment. I think. Jeffrey Combs is now 61. He's got eight years to live. (laughs) (laughs) Make him a good eight, Jeffrey Combs. We we love you. But, yeah, I'll give this one, I'll give it a good 37 stars. I mean, there's not a bad reanimator. There's just, like, a cheaper version of, you know what I mean? It's like a cheap version of reanimator. And I just didn't dig the, the fucking prison setting too much i don't know it was okay what do you think of it steve uh like i said uh, i mean I, I like it um i don't know like i say i haven't seen bright so i can't really to, for me it, it it's it's a little bit better than that in my mind uh but like you say it's there's not really a bad one and i think that's uh, a good thing because yeah. God knows you could have, they could, like you say, you could make five of them. And I mean, at some point that story is going to run a little thin unless they take it into some, you know, different direction and they probably would try to retread something of it. But, uh, they could call up the ghost of fucking HP Lovecraft. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they could throw some Dagon in there or something. That was cool. Dagon. Dagon wow. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Let's talk about some more fucking Jeffrey Combs shit, because I picked, after much deliberation, 
I picked Fortress from 1992. One. In the year 2017, one corporation is building a fortress for the ultimate takeover. You are the property of the Mentel Corporation. You will be programmed. What are you? The Mentel Corporation has transformed me into a more efficient human being. They will monitor your behavior. The law is clear. One child for woman. They will control your thoughts. It's been in there for three days. No one has ever lasted four. They will invade your dreams. This is an unauthorized thought process. Now, one man will challenge the system. You are nothing. Let's find out. We go in through the construction area here. Got his Rutger yeah. <laughs> boy, Christopher Lambert is my boy. I love this dude. I don't get to talk about him too much on the show. He's just like the most interesting man to me because I don't know where he's from. Have you ever heard anybody with that accent <laughs> other than fucking goddamn Christopher Lambert? <laughs> I don't know where the fuckers. He's from some magical fucking Viking land where. He's the only. I think he might actually be the fucking Highlander, and he's the only one left because no one ever fucking talks about it. But this stars. I did not know that this was until yesterday, Tim. Guys, I didn't know this was a Stuart Gordon movie hmm. at all. And you get the Stuart Gordon regulars. Well, regular. You get you get your Jeffrey Combs in here as a, a hippie, burned out drug dude named D Day, and the plot of it is. Uh, you're not allowed to have kids anymore. No, you're allowed. What is, you're not allowed to have one kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. You were um, Christopher Lambert and his and his lady. Uh, I don't know her name. It doesn't even Lori Lori Lachlan, which sounds very fucking familiar to me. Oh well, she was in Taking Care of Business with fucking Jim Belushi, of course. Um, they have a kid. It, it dies, so they try to have another kid, which I don't understand the rules because then that's still just one kid. But the oppressive government says no, and Christopher Lambert is some kind of like fucking Green Beret military dude that just goes off at the checkpoint and tries to get her out of there. They both get captured, and they get sent to the prison, which is a giant run-for-profit underground prison facility Full of your favorite B-movie actors, such as <laughs> Kurtwood Smith, Clifton Collins Jr., Jeffrey Combs, Tom Towles, and our boy Vernon Wells. Yeah. <laughs> who I forgot was in this movie until they fucking fought him. At, he's What's his name in this movie? It's Matt. Oh, I thought his name was 187. No, never mind. His name is Maddox in this movie. Uh, older brother to Matrix, in my mind. <laughs> but, you know... Christopher Lambert's going to escape because he's badass. And at the top of this prison's Kurtwood Smith. And I watched a trailer for this today, and this is a bad – like, if you haven't seen this movie, I think it's really good. Don't watch the trailer because it gives away the twist. And don't ever do that, fuckers. But, you know, he's, he's in overcrowded 
fucking prison cell with goddamn all these cool dudes. Uh, there's prison fights. There's intestinators, which are locator, locators that get stuck in his belly. That They know where you're at at all times. They can read your dreams. And if you go where you're not supposed to, they can blow you up from the inside out, which is fucking awesome. Uh, it's a real 1984 Orwellian fucking thing down in here in this prison. The, it, it's a sci-fi movie. It's a prison break movie. It's a cheese fest. Uh, you got Stuart Gordon. You got Christopher Lambert. You got robots with guns for arms that never run out of bullets, which is fucking awesome. Tom Towles kills a dude with the fucking pickaxe. How could you go wrong? This is <laughs> one of the best goddamn movies. They're, they're, the fights are great. I love the uh, up and down the wall of the prison are just four Gatlin guns at all times that can kill anyone. I love the I love prison movies. I love this movie. Uh, the ending is kind of dumb because there is a possessed uh, kind of like garbage truck that goes after that comes after Christopher Lambert, which is just seems like a fucking tacked on ending. But hey, it's a futuristic garbage, garbage truck. Yeah, it's a, it's a futuristic garbage truck. It's a tacked on ending. I'll take it. Uh, I love it. What do you guys think about this movie? I like this a lot more than the sequel. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen Fortress Two Reentry. Reentry. I just talked about it not uh, not long ago. Well, but, you don't have any Jeffrey Combs in here. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it, like it, Lockout, right? That one that yes. went to space. I mean, that's pretty much the same movie. Same oh. as well. Yeah. That, not the same as uh, Escape from New York is what they did. They sue about that. Well, yeah, not according to the courts. The court says, yes, it is. You win, Jar Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what he won out of that. Because he won that plagiarism case. I don't know. That movie didn't make a lot of money, so. I went and saw it and was, like, I went and saw that and I hated it in the theater. I knew it was going to be bad. I was in the movie, to, in the mood to see something bad. Boy, I got my wish. <laughs> I watched it a couple more times. I watched it a couple more times and, and, like, the cheese factor just grew on me and I ended up liking it. <laughs> It's weird. But anyway, talk about Fortress, guys. I, I just enjoyed the cheesy you know, sci-fi prison film. It just It's a lot of fun. And I think Christopher Lambert is good for this, but also just like having the little uh, characters that went with it, Chris, it just it made a lot of fun because it's not – it's definitely not a horror movie. Mm-mm. But it's – There's some gore, but not a horror Yeah, movie. there's just – there's enough gore to keep you interested in a science fiction movie like this. It's kind of yeah. like, uh, like you could have seen more sequels to this, like from the beginning, not a few years later where we get reentry and it's kind of like a, yeah, we're just putting this out there to put out there. It, it just, you can easily see something like this. It, it, it was a cool movie to make you think, Hey, maybe they are going to go in this direction. Yeah. This was kind of like the original, not made by sci-fi movie, but it's kind of like a fucking sci-fi original back when they were not, you know, nine-headed shark versus three-headed. Oh yeah, shark, yeah. You know? This is the st- yeah, because this is when did this movie come out. Um, Nineteen ninety-two. I was gonna say it was in the early nineties or late eighties. Yeah. yeah, it just it was it was a movie like. Uh, how they explain it? Sci-Fi Channel wasn't around, and it was one of those like movies that came out like you couldn't really classify like 
would this be considered, you know, complete science fiction? And it's kind of like, no, you can't. But it was just, it's a fun movie. It was, for me, I like futuristic movies. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of movie I would look in the video store to find and rent every time. I love this stuff. It's great. Only way this movie would have been better is Rucker Hauer was in it. I think it would have upped it a notch to like maybe like an A B list movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't yeah, think it yeah. Worked like that. I, like Chris, you're right. Christopher Lambert is the perfect guy for a movie like this. But also, too, it helped get him away from the Highlander stuff, where he doesn't need to. Yeah, he didn't he, for. Yeah, fuck off with that shit. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it, it's. Is even though Highlander is in that science fiction realm, it did take him out of that character. You know what I'm saying? It did take him away from that where you're not like, you're just waiting for him to hold a sword and say, there can only be one. You know, you're just, you're not doing that during this movie. Where Jeffrey Combs, you are waiting for him to shoot up somebody and turn them into a zombie and have a pair of eyeballs on a couple hands. It just, it, you're still waiting for yeah. that to happen. Oh man! Uh, breaking news, Tim. I'm turning the channel right now. Five seconds into the new X Files, Fluke Man. Uh, it's gonna, well, yeah, that's Whoa. the first minute of the thing. I oh, was yeah. gonna say update. I had to shut down Facebook because everybody's on there bitching that the football uh, yeah, they were, yeah, it just wouldn't go away. No. <laughs> People were, were getting angry. Well, it's scripted. They're setting up Cam Newton to be the new Tom Brady, dude. Or the new Peyton Manning. Yeah. I, flipped it, I flipped it to HBO. As who who cares? Breaking news. Did you see Dio's bassist died? Was he 69? He was 68. Dude. <laughs> I'm not lying either. Fucking was old, man. Jeez. Steve, what would you think of Fortress? I mean, just like what Tim was saying back when uh, in going to video stores, this is the kind of movie I'd be looking for. Um, it didn't uh, disappoint you when you looked for something like Fortress. No, right, this was probably sitting right in between Moon Forty Four and <laughs> and Cyborg Two, <laughs> or the, or Mind Warp. Mind Warp, yeah. Bruce Campbell and Angus Grimm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, it, you know, it, it, the what? Like you say, he's from like uh, parts unknown That's Europe. For sure. And then so it's, it just seems like that would fit in the future. Holy uh, shit. No, he's not either. Christopher Lambert, born. Christopher Guy Dennis Lambert, Great Neck, Long Island, New York. Whoa. He's a USA boy. Whoa. Claim that motherfucker. Woo, that's awesome. Wow, that's weird. He's like, shit. maybe he's like Mel Gibson where he was born here and then went oh, back. Oh, wait a minute. He was born in Great Neck, Long Island. His father was a United Nations diplomat assigned uh, to Switzerland, and as a result, yeah, yeah, Geneva, Switzerland. So maybe he's like a fucking Damien Thorne type character. Christopher <laughs> <laughs> Lambert is the devil. Maybe that's why I like him. But go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a stuff. Uh, I mean, these type of movies got a lot of fun factor into them. I mean, it's just uh, just a a B kind of action movie to kill a Saturday afternoon or something like that. So, um, I mean, I, I, that's one thing. Of course, when uh, 
the sequel came out, I, you know, I, I rushed to rent it and it, you know, I think it was a little bit lower budget and, and, uh, you know, that, you know, a little, a lot more disappointing, uh, when you watched it, but you know, but other than that, I mean, uh, definitely, uh, still, still a, kind of a low ball fun movie, but, uh, I, I liked it. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while. Unfortunately, I didn't get time to watch it today, but, uh, it, uh, it's just, uh, these type of movies, uh, make, it makes me wonder, you know, a lot of these type of movies, why, why don't we see a lot of those coming, you know, direct to home video, uh, like we used to. We've seen a lot, a lot Enough of, of the fucking shark versus whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? sorry Tim I know no no, no you're kind of right because that it's not so much the genre is done it just after Sharknado happened it was kind of like okay this is the end it, it's been done now yeah. let's let's start going away you know what I mean one of those things it, that it thing was, is that shit, those, shit, those shits make money oh yeah but all the stuff that is coming after Sharknado is not. Sharknado franchise itself, yes. Yeah. The other ones, you know, Mega Shark versus Colossus versus Giant Octopus 5. He fought Colossus from the X-Men? <laughs> that would have been the only way it would have been better. That's um, cool. As much as I enjoy those, it's not... It, it, it's nowhere near, it doesn't have the impact a Sharknado does. You've done that now. And that's the problem. Sci-Fi Channel cannot get away from that stuff. Yeah. It's like they, it's like they keep banking on, okay, we did it once with Sharknado. Let's keep doing it. Instead keeping of- Keeping the lights on over there, man. It, it, Sharknado is, not yeah. the other stuff. Right. I think, I gotta wonder, a, did they sign some kind of stupid contract with Asylum where Asylum's like, well, you gotta play every stupid, uh, shark versus octopus movie we put out to, or, uh, what is it? Terra, Terraconda sequel we're putting out. What is happened? That, is that real? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what happened to the movies that sci-fi was doing before that, which was, you know, well, there was even a killer dog movie or, you know, maybe a zombie movie. They're they not even going on for Christ's sakes. Yeah. They're not even going to that. Well, they're just, okay, here you go. Here's another, you know, air, you know, got Richard Mall on the line, uh, find a fucking monster for him to fight. Yeah. Here's robot. Here's robo gator. Let's watch this. Here's robo shark too. It's like literally, okay, there's a difference between beating a dead horse and let's dig the hole, put the horse in there, and keep <laughs> beating it until it becomes dirt. And that is what Sci-Fi Channel is doing right now, and it's getting annoying. As much as I enjoy those movies, they used to play some other – or make some other cool stuff out there too that was worth watching. And that's, that's what bothers me is it's just, okay, yeah, I'm fine with – Four shark killer shark movies a year. Not every premiere sci-fi channel premiere should be, you know, Shark Colossus versus Eric Roberts. It, it just it, <laughs> that should not be it. They're, they because they have a proven record. They did other stuff in the past up until Sharknado, mm-hmm. 
And that's why I gotta wonder, did you get yourselves into some stupid, you know, really stupid contract where you have to play these? And you have to premiere these. Because the last two years, and you know this, Kyle, what was the beginning of 2015? I bitched about that. What was the first, um, was Saturday, it Blood and Monkeys? It, it might have been, like it, it, like the first uh, sci-fi Saturday night premiere didn't happen until the first week of April. It, it took them four months to put a new movie out. Which, before that, we were getting one every two Saturdays. Every two weeks, you would get a new one on Sci-Fi Channel. They were at one point where they were premiering, I think it was, 25 to 30 new movies a year. Now, you're lucky if you're getting six, because yeah. they're all leading up to Sharknado. Bring it back. Bring back these cheesy, honest-to-goodness sci-fi movies, Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, because I was the guy that was watching Bigfoot or Grizzly Rage or uh yeah yes just i was the guy who was sitting there watching that kind of stuff and i mean that was how uh abominable got on there sasquatch mountain Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no that was bigfoot with that that was just bigfoot with uh what's his name danny partridge uh oh fuck really (laughs) yes yes but i mean they they're is like I said, the point is there is other stuff out there, and yes, I am the guy that's going to watch it every time. But please stop beating the dead horse. It's gone. It's in dust now. Yeah. It, it just give us. Some, they've done other stuff besides that, and that's that's what I, I try to explain. People don't understand. Sci-Fi Channel used to put out some good content out there. Yeah. Used to be able to turn it on every Saturday night and watch fucking Graveyard Shift. Yeah, <laughs> all the time. But I'm just saying they premiered other stuff than the Asylum Entertainment Monster of the Week bootleg version of RoboCop we're doing this week. Yeah, kind of movie. But I give I give Fortress. Uh, I will give it 114 stars. What do you guys give it? I'll give it three and a half. Ooh, that's more than I thought Tim Gross would give it. Impressive. What about you, Steve? Uh, probably three. Three? That's good, too. I'll take it. Success. We win. <laughs> we got them ratings, Tim. We got them. Yes. Uh, anyway, what you doing? Well, that's about enough for Fortress. It's just fucking really good. What do you What do you got for next week, Tim? Uh, it's a good question. I'm not totally... The fucking magical movie that we found tonight. Uh, I'll let you do that. I'm thinking I have a movie called Demon Queen. Demon Queen? Is that a Dio song? It feels like it should be a Dio yeah. song. Uh, in my hands, I'm trying to think who was uh, the director of it, because it's escaping my mind right now. But Sir Gordon. No. <laughs> it's a movie that's been sitting on my shelf for a while. I've been wanting to watch. Demon Queen from 1980. Magical year of 1987, Tim. Yes, I believe that is. Directed yep. by Donald Farmer. Yes, there you go. Donald Farmer. Okay. So okay. Gonna do, you're going to do Demon Queen. I am going to do, we talked about it earlier, and one of our, I can't remember which, one of our Scandinavian, fuck it, I'm going to fuck it up. Is it, is it Norwegian, Mac, is it Norwegian or Scandinavian? One of Norwegian. Our buddies, either Philippe O'Neill <laughs> the or Swede. 
get the Swedes. That's it. That's <laughs> the Swede. It. One of them said, I, uh, it's either James Peter Cox or fucking Philippe O'Neill. Philippe, probably. Yeah. No, I think it's the other one, actually. Um, really? Yeah, said Wither is better than the Evil Dead remake, and it is the, the Swedish Evil Dead, so that's what I want to watch, Wither. And mm. you should be proud, it is subtitled. Is yep. it on yeah. YouTube? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have a backup if I, if we can't get it. And that backup is, fuck, I forget. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good movie. I'll fucking think of it. <laughs> just let me know. know. I'll just pick some magical fucking movie that we found on this awesome website. Uh, what do you got to pimp, Steve? Get out of here. Uh, just my podcast with my wife. It's called Two Against. It's on deadpit.com. Uh, I guess it's going to be the only podcast on there, so. We do commentaries. Uh, we also have a Roku channel. Uh, you can uh, you can search fucking Roku. You can search uh, Dead Pit Roku on uh, YouTube and find a tutorial on how to get it. And we have I put movies on there and put some of our commentaries with the film that we're doing on there as well. Cool. What about you, Tim? What you got to pimp? Uh, you, of course, you can always find me here. At Bloodbass and Boomsticks, or you could catch me at GrossMovieReviews.com, and in a couple of weeks you'll find me at Horror Realm. I've got nothing to pimp, but I will pimp the living shit out of RareLust.com. <laughs> fucking magical wonderland of obscure fucking movies, everybody. Go fucking check it out because, yeah, we, we've come on these sites before, Steve, and uh, they they last until they last. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's why that to, uh, definitely got to strike while the iron's hot and download as much as you can. Yeah, so by the time this episode makes it up, it's probably gone. Milk it dry. Yep, get them, everybody. <laughs> uh, Steve, thanks for coming on, buddy. Yeah, oh, yeah. thanks, Steve. Thank you. Are, is there any chance that we're going to see Steve at Wasteland? Um, maybe in October. I don't think I'll be able to make it in April. Cool. We'll definitely be there in October. Yes, sir. As for me and Steve and Tim, we're out of here. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Hey, Vasquez, you've been mistaken.
know. Have you? I Side Fuck you! Carlos does not deserve to smell my shit. That limey cocksucker can rot in hell for all I care. How dare that asshole bring a cow off? You think it takes talent to play Frankenstein? It's all on makeup and then drunken girl. What again exactly? Use us. Oh, good. See things no one else can see. Do things no one else can do. Real things. It's real as look. What can a guy ask? You want to play what? Okay. Say hello to my little friend. You know, you look like your head fell on the cheese dip back in 1950. Okay. This one, real fucking ugly. I live to see you eat that contract, but I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah! Is this something you could share with the rest of us, Amazing Larry? What did I teach you? You part the Duke of New York, you're a number one. Oh, Joel Miller, you just found the marble in the oatmeal. You're a lucky, lucky, lucky little boy, because you know why? You get to drink from the fire hole! I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. To the blood bank. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.